You're listening to The Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Owen 60 Pod for all the latest news from around the OHL. And now here are your hosts, Reese Dumaney and Colin Ward. Welcome to our 2020 OHL Priority Selection. Hey now! Yes, it's special, all right. Because, oh, it's uh, a special day. It's a fun hour or two for sure. We've got lots of guests, lots of content. The OHL is that league where stuff is actually going on. Well, yes, and we have stuff to talk about. Yeah, we do. Yeah, it's going to be fun. A two-show week. If you count Sunday the first day of the week, which technically it is. Yeah, but, to me it is. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it is. I don't want to spend too much time in that. It might hurt my brain too much. <laughs> Blonde <laughs> moment. Blonde moment. Yeah, it's a Sunday. Uh, all right. So uh, to kick the show off, we are going to uh, look at the first round mostly. Um, because that's really all we have time for. We can't go through every round. Yeah, we got guests to get on our yeah, show. Lots of guests. Big day today. Big yeah. day. We got five guests? Big draft. Four or five guests? Something like that? Four for sure. Yeah. Possibly five. We got to get our agents on that. Yeah. <laughs> get the agent. Get them working. Yeah, get to work. Yeah. And no, his name isn't Joel Vanderland. But he is Not here. Social media intern for the Ice Dog. He's a draft expert. Yeah, he's a draft insider for the Ice <laughs> For the people, for the people. Yeah, Joel, what's going on, man? Good. How are you guys doing today? Not we're bad, good. We're good. Bad. We're fired up. We're in the heat of the playoff series right now. Yeah. Yeah. As you're one of you're my defenseman you partner. Got a mic so we can communicate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Instead of me okay. just instead of me just going up a million times a game, <laughs> just going. Um, yeah, so uh, Joel, we'll start with that. Uh, you kind of being our video game insider. Uh, what do you see for? Uh, for Game 5 tomorrow night back at uh, the Owen 60 Dome. <laughs> I, I think another statement game, boys. Um, like, we have them on the ropes now. Big win. <laughs> uh, I guess it was Friday night now. Um, yeah, I guess I mean, Friday, yeah. Our speed was pretty lethal there, though, eh? Yeah, I, I don't think they can handle the speed. Our big um, fight, too, at the start by uh, yeah. co-captain here, Reese Dumaney, 96. They were chirping your number, and you just go out there and just... Yeah, no respect for Thomas Holmstrom. Jeez. Homer. Man, you score so many uh, Holmstrom goals, too. I know. Reese goal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the garbage goal king and uh, just dropping <laughs> the gloves when you need it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's huge. We, we need that. We got character on this team, eh? Oh, for sure. North it's Bay. Good locker team. room. North Bay added some character. You want to get to that? Yeah. Pretty sure. Well, I was also going to shout out Joel got his first goal of the series. Yeah, we got to shout Let's go. Yeah. That's my D partner. We were all in the box. We were all in the box. Yeah. We, were, oh, well. we had like four guys in the box at once that game. That was crazy. And the goalies fought twice. Like we were, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. They never let me fight. I know. That's, I my guy, what is that? My guy's too little. Yeah, you got the next one, Joel. All right, get into the picks. Yeah, let's uh, <laughs> let's uh, kick off our draft coverage, I guess. So I'm gonna yesterday. I'm gonna read it like we're announcing it. All right. North Bay selects Ty Nelson, number one from the Toronto Junior Canadians. Ty is a right-handed, great puck-moving defenseman who had 32 points in 33 games. What's your thoughts, boys? A solid pick right there, I think. Yeah, I, that first overall. That power play is gonna be lethal. The biggest sleeper pick in the draft to me is Wakeley falling to 30. I mean, that power play now, Wakeley in the dot, Nelson up top. It's going to be tough in two years. That makes it tough for the division rivals, too. Joel knows all about that. Niagara Ice Dogs, North Bay Battalion. I don't think they're big fans of each other right now or, well, ever, I guess you yeah. could say. Are they buddies, Joel? 
No, not uh, not exactly. Uh, I think uh, there are two teams that are kind of looking to to challenge for the for the fi- for the title in the same year now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I like that how Niagara got those teammates there from Junior Canadians as well. That's solid. We we were just laughing about how them taking the guys possibly from Quinty, and then they go uh, Junior Canadians. So that's cool. It's around this. It's in the same ballpark. That's something neat to do. Yeah, but, I actually really like that. Yeah, get the uh, the chemistry. And, yeah, yeah, build a sure. line. Put Butler up there. A couple years, score a bunch of goals, maybe win a cup, have some fun. Hey, there you go. Yeah, Ty Nelson, Dalen Wakeley. Yep. Yeah, you're a Quinty guy, so what's your thoughts on that now? North Bay yeah, getting a Belleville guy, like Quinty guy, that's something. Yeah, I think that's huge. I mean, like you kind of hit on it, right? Him slipping into the second round. I don't think anyone was expecting that, but, I mean, North Bay will uh, will take that for sure. Yeah, it wasn't even Big early guy. second round. That was like middle. Yeah, it was middle. Yeah. I mean, natural goal scorers don't really grow on trees, and to see them there, um, with the 10th pick in the second round is a, a little shocking, yeah. in my opinion. His highlight pack looks pretty impressive, too. Some of the goals from the slot, like pure snipes. Well, it's crazy, too, because Mississauga took Owen Beck, his, his line mate, uh, yeah. ahead of him, which I was, I was shocked to see, too. But, I yeah. mean. Cooper Matthews, too. Yeah. Want to get to the Niagara pick? Uh, I don't know. I think we should close the book. We don't really do too much on Ty Nelson. I think. Yeah. Go a little bit deeper on the fir- on the uh, first overall pick, and I actually want to put this out on Twitter. I've been wondering this for a while, Twitter or Instagram. And Joel, get your opinion on this. Uh, really not stats wise, but the last couple of years, the teams or a few years, I guess you could say, um, the teams have released who they're going to draft the day before. Do you like that? I do. You do? I yeah, do. I like it. Um, it's a tradition in the league. It's a tradition. Yeah, but I don't know. I like that suspense up until the time. Like, even in the NHL draft, like, you know, there's no for sure. This year maybe because, you know, Lafreniere's on another level. But I don't know. I like the suspense. That's, that's just me. I know it's 9 a.m. and it's hard to build <laughs> suspense at 9 o'clock in the morning. But That's probably why they do it. That's probably why they do it. Just announce it. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I mean, they'd probably do it, get the kid there already, but this year's totally different. Yeah. Get them there. Enjoy the, their own draft party, right? Yeah. In North Bay. Yeah, a point-per-game defenseman, I guess you could say that. He had 11 goals, 21 assists, uh, and 32 games, 32 points. So only 12 penalty minutes. So, you know, it's solid. Fight or whatever. He's only 5'7", 174. Yeah. Tiny for a defenseman. He'll grow. Yeah. He'll grow. Yeah, they grow. Two years, you watch the difference. There's such a big difference in two years. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, yeah, let's get to uh, that second pick. And it belonged to the Niagara Ice Dogs. And this is just off the top of my head, but I am pretty sure this is the highest they've picked in their team's history. Not, yeah, it has to be. Mississauga. Including Mississauga. They've made the playoffs every year, right? Yeah. So, the lowest they picked was fifth, and that was two three years ago. Yeah, so Niagara selects... Pano Femis, second overall. Pano is a right-shot center who had 42 points in 32 games, played with the Toronto Junior Canadiens. So they're getting an elite talent offensively. We'll see how the defense is. When you come into the league, it's hard to be getting your own end playing yeah. against older guys, but we'll see how he, if he gets bodied or not. Yeah, well, 
bring Joel in on this. Of course, he's you know he covered the team better than we did. But uh, the last two seasons, the Ice Dogs drafted defensemen in the first round. Of course, it was Leighton Moore um, uh, two years ago, and then uh, Isaac Enright last year. I guess you could say last year. Yeah, last year. Technically, the draft was still yesterday. But Joel, do you feel like? Of course, with no first rounder next year, that a forward was almost a must. Like they, it was just already written in stone that they were going to take someone up front. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think uh, they, they like you mentioned, they've been building the decor. Um, they used their import pick last year on our defenseman too. So I think the forward is kind of what the doctor ordered. And uh, you look when you can add an elite forward, like Colin uh, mentioned there, an elite goal scoring center. Uh, you you got to do it. Where do you see him fitting into the lineup? And I know there's yeah. not too much video on these guys. Um, a lot of the stuff that we're talking about is based on stats, and that's not really fair. I know it may sound like we're just, you know, basing stuff off numbers and everything, but that's kind of what you have to do in a in a draft like this where there isn't a whole lot, especially with the season getting cut short. Might have been a little bit of a different story if uh, if the season wasn't uh, over. Obviously, would have been more video, but uh, where do you see him? Maybe not next year, but two, three years down the road, fitting into that Ice Dogs lineup. Yeah, I think if you're looking, you're looking three, three years down the road. I think you have to expect that he'll be an elite center, your your top line center. I mean, you're picking second overall, right? That's that's kind of almost the, uh, the the mark you have to hit when you're picking that high. And uh, the last two times Joey's gone to. Uh, the greater Toronto Hockey League for a center, it's worked out for him and, and Phil Tomasino and Akil Thomas. And I think he expects Ooh. no difference with uh, Pano. Yeah, that was the last two forwards that they drafted in the first round. Yeah, that's good company. Yeah. Probably, you think, well, we've already debated this. Good question for Joel. Do you think Akil's uh, jersey gets retired? Yeah, yeah. I think that's um, a good question. He's kind of a legend of uh, the team and doing what he did for Team Canada only. Uh, Escalate that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I know, I know they rave about him. I know he's he's a, definitely a fan favorite. Um, you were there his his final game before he got traded, Colin, and he couldn't even walk around the concourse oh, yeah. without getting mobbed, right? So, um, I I wouldn't be surprised if that's something they look into. Yeah, he's such a good guy as well. That that'd be good for him to see. All right, pick number three belonged to the Sarnia Sting, and uh, it's a very familiar name. Yeah. Yeah, he's a left-handed uh, center. He had 23 points in 13 games with Detroit Honeybaked. Uh, he's the brother of former London Knight and current Colorado Avalanche, Vladislav Nemestikov. So he's uh, got the OHL name. Welcome to the OHL, kid. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and... Uh, well, I don't know. Do you want to do this? He's now? committed to Michigan, so we'll see. I think a lot of people commit to Michigan, and whether it happens or not is still yeah, you know, up in the air. But I think, I, I think if you're Sarnia, or and you know, and this could go for any team around there: London, Sarnia, Windsor, Flint, Saginaw. Flint's a new hot. Flint's a new hot spot, man. Like I was thinking this yesterday: if you got drafted in the OHL, there's not one place you wouldn't want to go to now. To me, anyways, I don't. I'd go anywhere now in the league. That like, there's not a bad place anymore. They used to, you can used to hide, right? Like, yeah. When teams had trouble, you know, 
not getting the arena filled and stuff. It's tough to play in a market like that. But now that's not really not the case. Like now there's a lot of places where like it's a good hockey environment, good school environment. So there's not many a lot of places you wouldn't want to go to now in the O. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping last year is a little bit of a, t- a telling tale of what made he to come because just because of the races itself. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. You know, it didn't seem like it was going to be close. It seemed like the top eight were decided in the East. Then Kingston, North Bay, they started to make noise. And that's probably, you know, what made Ty Nelson excited so much about coming to North Bay because even after they uh, had uh, switched head coaches, the battalion made some noise in the Eastern Conference. So that's really intriguing for a 16-year-old. Like, hey, this team, you know, it has its struggles, but it just showed it could win in the second half of the season. Yeah, for sure. And the Lasagna Sting kind of the same way. Uh, they finished 10th. Yeah, they were, my, they were my surprise team. I thought they were going to be uh, better than what their record was, yeah. to say the least. Well, well I, I think any team could use a 128-point guy. Yeah, for sure. That's a fun <laughs> That's a fun guy to play with, for sure. You want that on your line. Fun guy. Hey. Yeah, shout out to the OHL insider, uh, Darren Drager, as well, for tweeting the top three picks on Friday Evening, I believe, uh, first reported by uh, Darren Drager. So shout out to him. Yeah, thanks, Drags. Third, yeah. yeah, thanks. Appreciate that. It's nice to have someone like that. Yeah. Never really expect the big insiders either, too, eh? To comment on the junior leagues. No, it's that's... Nice to see them do that. Because even Bob McKenzie put out yeah. North Bay Battalion expected to announce, which kind of... Yeah, they were the first to report. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Part of the TSM family. Yeah. Still working. Yeah. There's nothing going on. Yep. That's why they report in the, that. Hey, first to report the top three picks. That's a solid one for drags. Uh, fourth overall pick, the Sioux Greyhounds. They select a London native, uh, Bryce McConnell Barker. Bryce is a left-handed center out of the London Junior Knights program. Bryce has uh, 48 points in 33 games. That's solid. He's a bigger dude, too, I think. They'll look up the dra- six. Six. Okay. six. Six feet and a half. Yeah. And trust me, that half. That's going to grow. That's going to grow. Yeah. Yeah. Joel, uh, we'll bring Joel in again. Of course, we're being joined by uh, Joel Vanderland, um, Nagrace Doug, social media intern, and for this time, anyways, an OHL draft insider or analyst or whatever people. fancy word. Hook the insider up, boys. Hook the insider up. <laughs> um, Joel. In terms of growth, uh, we saw the first four. Well, we're talking about the four, first four picks right now. This is the first guy that's over six feet tall. Uh, where does that play a factor in teams picking uh, players, if if it has at all a factor? Because of course they're still sixteen, they're still going to grow. But do you think that, well, say Joey Burke, for instance, looks at the size of players before he picks them, if that's a factor at all? Um. I- I think by looking at, at obviously the first three picks in this year's draft, I, I, I don't know if it really plays a huge factor. Um, I mean, 5'7", five, 5'8", seven, five, and 5'7", right? So um, I think when you're picking that high, it's kind of you have your elite players and you're kind of looking at that pool and you, you take the guy you like that, that you think will commit and um, fit in your organization the best. Yeah, and I wanted to... Commit thing. There's a, and a lot of people got in, in trouble for this, but uh, a pick the Ice Dogs had in round two or three. I can't quite remember. Um, this was two years ago. They picked a man by the name of uh, Stephen Halliday. He was from, he's from Toronto, 
and uh, he, he was down playing in the States, and there was full intent on him, co- him coming to play in Niagara. Um, they already talked to one of the scouts or head scout uh, for the Ice Dogs, and um, he obviously isn't here. He would have been no show. years ago. So um, when the Ice Dogs, they kind of have to do that because he's a forward. So they kind of were mad about that, and they had to make an adjustment. Or not make an adjustment, but look at guys, see where their heads are at. And Nemestikov is one of them. Of course, Fantilli will get into him a little bit later on, but uh, as he dropped to 18. Yeah, that's not surprised about that, though. No, no, neither am I. No, I I think, like, nowadays, too, right? Like, the agents get involved, and, I mean, you're talking to parents, right? (laughs) He's like, yeah, sure, I'll uh, I'll come to Niagara. That's that's good. And then the agents get start talking, and, and the parents get talking, right? So it's um, I think you you really gotta make sure when you're making your pick that that that's the right guy for your organization. And and uh, you know there is risks with with any with anything, and you got to make make sure that you uh, dot the t's, dot well. the i's, cross the t's, right? Yeah. Well, I think for the Sioux Greyhounds, this draft kind of worked in their favor. The fact that they had a men cut bid in. Yeah, it did. Make players. I mean, that's like Oshawa as well. Yeah, I think I don't know. I think Oshawa has a nice enough facility. They have a nice enough, yeah, or a decent fan base, I guess you could say, where a player would come. Whereas the Sioux is in, you know, they I I'm I just hope they get cold. I hope they get the mem cup though. I'm gonna say that. Yeah, mem cup village. We'll be there. Also, wait, 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 you will? oh yeah, Mem Cop oh, we gotta go. Even though it's May, it's still probably cold. Yeah, wear yeah. winter coat, oh, well. tukes. Also, Joel, going back to the size factor, do you think they look at the parents a lot? They're so young, being 15, turning 16. The guys are so young. Do you look at the parents, so their height is, size, see what you're going to get, possibly? Yeah, I think that's definitely a thing you can look at. Brothers uh, is another thing. If yeah, have, siblings. You know, yeah, bloodlines. I know Niagara is big on on the bloodlines in this draft. Uh, taking Zachariah Wisdom, Zade's brother, and Ryan Struthers, Matthew's oh. brother. As 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 Reese was pumped when he heard Wiz's name, so that's pretty cool. That was awesome. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so I think that's the thing that definitely the, the Ice Dogs really looked into is uh, the bloodlines. And uh, to your point, yeah, I think that's uh, that's the thing teams look into. All right, moving on to uh, pick number five. Belong to the uh, uh, Kingston Frontenacs, and they took Paul Ludwinski from the Toronto Marlboros. Yeah, solid kid. Yeah, that Kingston team's loaded now. If you didn't think they're going to be good in two years, they're probably going to be good next year. Yeah. You said fifth place, right? You think they'll be fifth in the East? I think they'll be around four, five, six. That's a good spot now. I think that's uh, solid. And as we're on the topic of uh, Paul Ludwinski, I found an article yesterday on Twitter uh, written by Ian McAlpine. Hope I got that right. Um, and the slogan was just, or the uh, headline was plain and simple. Frontenac's first pick like in style to NHL or Patrick Kane. Yep. And that's just the title of the uh, of the article. So that kind of gives you a pretty good idea of what he brings to the table, in my opinion. They're going to have the most swag in the league. Kingston, bring that up. I sound like a city guy. Yep. Um, yeah, he scored 15 goals, 17 assists in uh, in 31 games last year with Toronto. Um, and yeah, just this article goes on to say his whole what his whole family's about, what he's about. 
I'm trying to look into um, uh, into the rest of the... I just kind of looked it over. There wasn't too much uh, um, that I really uh, went over because, of course, there was a lot to go. I was working on graphics all day. Colin was... Uh, Tweeting. Tweeting, yeah. Fun. It's a fun day. Yeah, did yeah. your eyes uh, been fixed from looking at screens all day yesterday? yesterday? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I had a little bit of a headache going there after the draft and just <laughs> looking at the uh, the screen all day and trying to find all these guys' stats. Um, I think I had like four or five um, elite prospects uh, tabs going at all times. So um, definitely a, a busy day that way. Yeah, and... Continuing on the topic of, uh, of Paul Lewinsky, more on this article. He said, during the COVID-19 pandemic, and we're not going to talk about that. because no, we don't talk uh, about that here. Yeah. We, don't talk, we don't talk about that here. He said his uh, training, you know, he's got the home gym. He's running uh, in his neighborhood. Uh, he's going for long walks with his brother uh, and his parents. Of course, probably six feet apart. Hockey stick. We'll do that yeah, after show. Walk with a hockey stick? Yeah, yeah, maybe, possibly. Um, in this article, he goes on to say, I'm trying to get stronger so I don't get moved around by the bigger guys and older guys. I don't just want to hang in there as a rookie. I want to try and show the guys I can play with them. Oh, I like I that. I just want to work on my shot. I like that. That's a leadership thing to say. They have a lot of good character there in Kingston as well. Yep. Yeah, he said, uh, you know, obviously every player disappointed not to be able to play in the OHL Cup tournament. Um, and obviously... One media too. Showing the OHL scouts. Media. Media was disappointed. Media was disappointed as well about the OHL Cup being canceled. Well, yeah, Sportsnet was probably ramped up for that. Yeah. Game at the Madden Athletic Center. Yeah, for sure, especially after last year. Yeah, the overtime game in the finals. Red Wings Flyers. Yeah, Shane Wright. Flipping the script from the '97 Stanley Cup Finals. We going to. Yeah, that's uh, that's Paul Lewinsky, the newest uh, Kingston Fraud Mac, so they're going to have a solid top four pairing right now. Hamilton Bulldogs? Yeah, the Bulldogs. And we're going to have a chat with some the Bulldogs later on. Yeah, Jorian Donovan, uh, sixth overall pick. He's a left-shot defenseman. He had 27 points in 38 games. He's from the Canara Lancers. Solid. Yeah, and a lot of uncertainty with the Bulldogs, and again, we'll have this chat a little bit later on, so we won't get too much into him, but, you know, there's not too much knowledge of what is going on next season with uh, Yannick, with Mishak, with um, Kaliev, the goaltending situation. The Bulldogs are kind of up in the air right now. And Nurse is out. Yeah, Nurse gone, Landry gone, Uh, Brady Johnson, despite being there one year, gone, so... There's there's turnover, but they're still going to have potential to be a deep team. Yep. Uh, seven, the Mississauga Steelheads uh, took Zachary Lavoie from the Toronto Nationals minor midget club. Yeah, 40 points in 30 games. Solid. That's a solid winger to have. Seventh overall, too. Yeah, that's nice. Mississauga needs a guy from Toronto area that can score. It might help their attendance as well. Yeah, I think so. That helps. Yeah, it would be nice. Toronto's big with big prospects. Yeah, it makes it easier for scouts to travel, too. I think they like that. Yeah. Even though they don't pay for it, but whatever. <laughs> there are a lot of things that scouts said that I did that I questioned, but whatever. Um, to the eighth overall pick, the Erie Otters take uh, Spencer Sova, the hometown of Windsor, Ontario, played for the Detroit Honey Bay 15s. He's got to do a citizenship. Yep. Point a game. 57 points, 58. 
or 57 points in 57 games as I was reading the next points as well. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, and that's that's kind of what you expect from the first, well, first round anyways, um, guaranteed our point-per-game guys. Obviously, Ty Nelson, not one of them, but being a defenseman. Actually, he was. Never mind. 32 points. That's a bad statement by me. But, um, yeah, that's kind of the norm, I guess you could say, in the first round. Uh, next up, the Barry Colts. They took Hunter... Hey, yeah. the Strathroy, Ontario native, played for the Elgin Middlesex Chiefs. Yeah, that's a solid program. They had a solid year this year. They finished, like, fourth in the rankings. Correct me if I'm wrong. Joel? So I know we were talking about that, them and Quinty in the OHL yeah. Cup. So you're going to go at it there. Yeah, they were uh, they were a highly rated team for sure. 58 points in, fit, in 33 games as well for uh, Hunter. 26, game, or 26 points in the playoffs, too. Yeah. Well, That's solid. Shorten, shorten playoff. Shorten, mediocre playoff. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and I just lost the OHS side. 10th pick? Yeah. Owen Sound Attack selects Cedric Gude in front. The left-handed center had 59 points in 41 games for the... Rockland National. Yeah, it's a solid program. Five, they have a lot. 5'8", 152. A lot of these Ottawa guys are coming up now. It's crazy how many Ottawa area guys are in the OHL now. Yeah, Isaac Enright, Ottawa guy. Roll. Well, Ottawa area guy. Yeah, roll-offs. Yep. Solid. Yep, usually you see most of Mason McTavish. Yeah, McTavish. Yep. 11? 11, the Sudbury Wolves took David Goyette from the South Kent Selects Academy. Did you see the points? Uh, 154 points in 65 games. That's solid. What website are you looking at? Their uh, Twitter that they released. Okay. Because then the OHL has it wrong. Yeah, I just went off their tweet. Their stats and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a solid year. Yeah. South Kent. Where is that? We have to look that up. It's the U.S. Man, we need a geography guy. I know. That's been bad. Joel, how good are you with geography? Yeah, not terrible. <laughs> what you want to hear? South, South Kent? South Kent? Is that where... Yeah. In the U.S. somewhere. After the, after this segment, after this segment, tax us. Yeah, we'll see what's up with that. On the Guelph? Yeah, the Guelph Storm. Uh, Tulsa Guelph. South Kent is Ooh, that's quick. Where is it? Connecticut. Ooh, that was quick. That's our geography guy right there. Wow. That's Google for you. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty good at geography. Yeah, I guess. Uh, Never let me down. Yeah, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, the Guelph Storm took Matthew Quatris from the uh, Whippy Wildcats. Yeah, 68 points in 36 games is solid total. Center as well. That'll be, give them a little bit more depth up the middle. Brooklyn, Ontario native. Yeah, I know a couple of guys from Brooklyn. Yeah, albeit Guelph Storm, again, they're like Hamilton. They don't know what's going to happen next year. You know, could Either Oz go, could um, you know, any of their talent up front go. Uh, obviously the OAs. Yeah, they're gone. I think they're a sixth seed, fifth or sixth seed in the West. That high? Yeah, five isn't bad. Five's where they are this year. I don't know. Dawes will win them a lot of games next year. He's older in the league. He'll be back, I think, for sure. Oh, he'll be back. Yeah, yeah. I just I just question whether it's in Guelph. Ooh. Well, there's rumors at the deadline, but... Yeah. Does Ford don't make another Guelph goaltending deal? Ooh, that's solid. What, what do you think, Joel? Run again. 
You think that's a possibility? Yeah. Because Popovich there, they have a relationship. Like Flint and Guelph. There's a possibility, isn't there? Yeah. Uh, they've made a couple trades, too. So, um, yeah. On to Oshawa? Oshawa, yeah. Oshawa selected Hayden Castle uh, 13th overall. He's a left winger. He had 31 points in 34 games to the Toronto Junior Canadians. Another Junior Canadian going. Yeah, 5'11", 168. So they had three in the first round. Junior Canadians, that's shout out to that program. That's solid. Yeah. They lost to Detroit, though. Yeah. Whether it was the way or... A lot of teams from Toronto... Like NHL level for sure, and like Canadians, like Montreal, they lose to teams in Detroit a lot, so that's okay. I had to say that. Oh There's a series sweep this year, boys. Montreal, yeah. On the 14. Yeah, the Windsor Spitfires. Ryan Abraham from Detroit Compuware. Hey, 23 points in 13 games at center. I like I like how the teams address their needs. I thought Windsor needed a little bit more help down the middle at center, and they did that again. I like that. Well, yeah. And- Again, they have players leave. Um, Rafkin, gone. Uh, Pierroinen, gone. They're both headed home. So they really needed um, reinforcements at a lot of positions, goaltending, um, unless uh, they have that, uh, I can't remember his name, the Junior C kid that came up when uh, when Pierroinen was gone Ooh, yeah. at, the, uh, at the World Juniors. Can't quite remember his name. Um, Possibly him. Medina. Uh, Medina I like the way Medina played anyways. After the World Juniors, Medina won that job, I think, in my opinion. I think so. And I think the goal that uh, fight for the backup job will be will be an interesting one because they did take a goaltender 39th overall. Uh, Kyle Downey. It was, uh, it was a pick from London. Uh, and whatever deals they made. Colin always thinks that you shouldn't trade with Windsor or Kitchener. But it happens. If you're London. Yeah, it happens. You don't really see that too much, though. When was the last Kitchener London trade? Kadri was a big one, I guess. Mason. That it? Owen Sound. You want to talk significant? Owen Sound trading Mete to London was crazy. I thought. Who went back? Ooh, that's a, that's a good question. No, I'll have to look that up. On to 15? Yeah. 15's a Joel guy. It's a Quinty guy. Uh, <laughs> Peter. Guy. Joel guy. <laughs> Peter. Peter Brill select uh, Donovan McCoy, a big playmaking D man. He had 35 points in 35 games. The kid's a stud. Like, he moves like Bouchard. Uh, like, when I, I just see a bigger Evan Bouchard on the back end for Peterborough. I like him a lot. Yeah, I was shocked that he slipped that far. Yeah, to me, he's a top 10 pick. Yeah, I mean, how many times do you see a, a right shot, big right shot defenseman that can move like that, jump up in the rush, drop, like, out of the, even out of the top 10? I thought Hamilton might look at him there at, yeah. at six. Pulse to the D. Yeah. So I was shocked. And, but hey, beautiful uh, Mike Oaks, lucky to have him. On to Flint. Yeah, Flint, uh, Gavin Hayes. Yeah, he had 24 points in 14 games with Detroit Copyware. Solid. I like that they're going Michigan. I like that. All That's a sign to me. That's a sign to me that the Michigan kids now like the OHL. Like they know the OHL now. When Flint's good, Saginaw's good at the same time, right? It creates rivalries. And to me, it catches your eye, right? If they're good teams, you see the crowds, you see the community support. That draws you in, and that's a great pick for Flynn. I like that. I can think that does something for Erie. Even yeah. They're in Pennsylvania. It's still American. Creates a rivalry. a hockey market. Yeah, it uh, creates it creates some spark. Yep. I like that. Green Flint, possibly. Uh, it'd be nice to see them have a chance at... Uh, yeah. Um, 
maybe not a championship, but making some noise in the playoffs. We don't really um, know where they would be at next season, but to see them go for it again would be... Make the trade with Guelph. Make the trade with Guelph. Exactly. That's the effect, the 0-60 effect. I mean, I hope that are the team I felt the most sorry for, Flint. So I was really hoping Flint would have went on a, like a cup run because that would have been so cool to see that. And then plus we would have went to the conference final them in Saginaw. I know. That would have been good. Yeah. On a Kitchener? Yeah. Andrew LeBlanc from the South, Southern Tier Admirals Manager Program. Yeah, 68 points in 31 games. That's a solid season. That's one of the top end guys then. Yep. And then his brother Jacob joined him in round three. 42nd overall, Kitchener's pick from Niagara. Thank you. Thanks, Ed. <laughs> Thank you, Ice Dogs. Yeah, that's solid. It's a Roberts deal. Yeah. Oh, no, it could have been the McPherson deal. Easy trip, I guess, for the parents. Yeah. Both your, uh, both your sons, centerman and, uh, and a defenseman. They're that's both cool. Both pretty much the same size. That's like the Radish brothers. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. Yep. Uh, 5'10 is Andrew. 5'11 is Jacob. Well, 5'10 and a half is Andrew. So, so that's a huge difference or not. Solid. Yeah. So they're both headed to uh, the East Avenue Blue. On to the pick. The pick. Yeah, number eight. The pick, Joel. Saginaw Spirit. Select Adam <laughs> Bantelli. Yeah, that's that's no surprise to me. He had 36 points in 25 games as center. That's just not a surprise to me that Saginaw took him. They picked a pick in front of London. I know there was a talk. Did they take him just to... So London couldn't, but that's a good pick for Saginaw. It really helps him out, gets a year with Perfetti, and then once Perfetti graduates from the program, then he steps up to carry the torch. It really gives them some structure for down the road, and I like that a lot. Helps them establish themselves. Yeah, yeah, and you, you mentioned London about um, the pick. Well, obviously it's the pick before them, but a lot of people out there in the Twitterverse, if you want to call it that, or say, oh, well, London's got to change their stat strategy. They're taking time. Oh, they must have taken their time out or whatever. And uh, we're providing from uh, Ryan Payette of the London Free Press. Mike Stubbs might have put something out as well. Um, that, no, it wasn't going to be. It wasn't they, a timeout. They just had to not reevaluate, but they had two options, and they had to make sure that they were picking the right They didn't even expect They didn't expect the Adam to even be there, to be honest, at 18. Exactly. They didn't I don't e- think you can. I don't think Saginaw did. No, you have a draft board. Your top 20 for the first round. The best one that's there, that's who you take. Yep. That's what they'll do. And they got their best guy. Yep. Um, and now on to the uh, London Knights. And this could be a questionable name pronunciation, but uh, I'm going to say Ben Bouillard. Bouillard, yeah. yeah that's that's a good one. 5'11", uh, 164, centerman uh, from the Canada Lasers. That's two years in a row. That's two years in a row they went with the Canada program. Roll off last year, now this year, Ben. I'm just in the first name. <laughs> Maybe they're trying to do something there. Yeah. 50. They took a they DJ. Yeah, and the coach of the Ottawa Senators' son they took. They took DJ Smith's son in the second yeah. round, so that's cool. Ben had 55 points in 43 games, so a solid player over a point a game. Playmaker, he makes plays. He just puts a block in the net. Another goal scorer that's going to London, I guess. Playmaker. Yeah. But, I mean, they get to the Americans. <laughs> It's almost, they're looking like Team USA in a couple of years at the World Junior right now. Yeah, yeah, they are. Um, and then finally, the 20th overall pick in the uh, in the OHL draft, uh, the Ottawa 67s take Nicholas Moldenhauer from the Toronto Titans. Yeah, he had 39 points in 33 games, solid right winger. 
Just another depth guy for uh, Ottawa next season. I mean, put the puck in the net. Got Keating and those guys graduating. Graffa, that's a solid guy to step up into the lineup. So that pretty much puts a wrap on uh, on round one. Uh, we'll take a break in a couple of minutes. But Joel, just yeah. final thoughts on the whole. We'll go, just go first round for now. Any surprises? Anything that you kind of expected? Obviously, other than Nelson being announced the day before. But um, what's the biggest thing that you took away uh, from this draft? Yeah, I think uh, I think I was a little surprised that the Quinty kids slipped as far as they did. Um, I thought Wakely was going to for sure be a first round pick, and like uh, Colin mentioned, I think me and him both had McCoy a lot higher than than he went. Um, I think uh, other than that, I I think it kind of fell as as expected. A, a lot of teams went for the highly skilled offensive guys early, which is uh, what we've come to expect in the OHL draft. Yeah, also I have a quick question for you. What's your expectations and the best thing to watch going into the Niagara Ice Dogs camp? What's your uh, go-to thing to watch, like, that catches your eye? I think, obviously, uh, I think all eyes will be on uh, on Simmons. Um, if him and Cook can uh, recapture that chemistry, that will be huge for them. Uh, like you mentioned, drafting the center and the winger and, uh, second overall, and then being able to to grab his highly scored winger in the second round, huge for for that team. Who do you think they can put on a line with those guys? Who's the guy that's going to slide in? Are you going to put the bringer of snow in there, Cam Snow? <laughs> bringer of snow. Every time he takes a shot, the bringer of snow. The Ice Dogs got to do that every time he scores. The bringer of snow. Um, I think I think you got to look. I think they'll put a veteran with him, maybe an Andrew Bruder or uh, yeah. Or a Lucas Terrio, maybe more of a veteran guy to, to help settle them down. Um, a guy with a little bit of offense, a little bit of size. Um, yeah, Cam Butler wouldn't be bad either. Yeah, yeah, Butler's another guy that you Solid can look top at. I think line, Butler will uh, will kind of carry the first line, though. Yeah, yeah hopefully. Yeah, whereas I, I hey, me, birdie. or um, someone a little bit lower in the lineup that are third or fourth line guys. That Yeah, I agree. I'm more with Bruder, in my opinion. Yeah, but, I like that. Um, also, too, the Niagara Ice Dogs are, you know, strangers from taking the line mates. Uh, Jonah D. Simone, Jakey Birdie. The import draft as well. Years before they joined the Ice Dogs. They have a big import draft. This import draft's huge. They did very good on the draft here. Now the import draft's the next step. The two picks, they've got to hit. U18 draft coming up this Wednesday. Yeah. I think a lot of people, I know, a lot of people don't look into the U18 draft. It's another opportunity to give guys a chance at the OHL and play at a high level. Um but I don't know. We'll see what Joey Burke decides to go in. Yeah. No, but for sure, right? Like, you look at the U18 draft, I think a lot of people overlook it, but Dakota Betts is a, a U18 pick that played the whole season in Niagara, was a solid guy. And I mean, it's just another uh, opportunity to add depth, um, bring them to camp, see what they can do. We'll see what happens. Joel, appreciate the time. Yeah, thanks, Joel. Uh, time to rest up for game five tomorrow night. Yeah, be ready to go. Another statement game. We got we oh, got yeah. to take a three one lead here. Oh yeah, you got you got to send Reese your uh, picture too. Yeah. Okay. I'll talk sure. to you about it. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, no worries. Uh, thanks, you can man. you can follow him on Twitter at Joel Vanderlin at Joel Vanderlin. My laptop. That was embarrassing. Yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> fun segment. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, it's always good to have Joel on. He's it. Great to talk about the draft. Great to talk about just the league in general. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, Joel. Appreciate that. Yeah. So uh, we will continue with our uh, 
2020 OHL Priority Selection Special with our next guest after the break. He did TV for a while. Now he's on the radio. Hey, voice big radio guy. Hamilton Bulldogs, Reed Duffy. Yeah, that's exciting. That's exciting to see him on. Yeah, we'll take a look at the Bulldogs season, uh, you know, where they finished. They finished seventh in the East. So, uh, you know, what happened with the whole uh, unique situation, if he would have still been playing. Um, of course, uh, Meshack, what kind of player he brought. Uh, we saw the point totals in just the limited time he played. Uh, Kaliev. If there's uh, any update on Unique as well. Yeah. It's interesting to hear. Have, yeah. It's been pretty quiet. Yeah. His thoughts on who comes back. I want to ask him about the goaltending uh, yeah. situation. Costantini, Roy, they have a kid in Junior B who's looking on the upside right now. So. Where Donovan fits in. Yeah. We're going to pepper him. Yeah. This is like pepper the baseball drill. This is pepper. We're yeah, going to be yeah. peppering. Rapid fire. <laughs> Rapid fire. Get ready, Reed. We're coming. Yeah. We're... Uh, Reed Duffy after the break. Uh, you're listening to the Owen 60 podcast. We'll be right back. This is the Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Owen 60 pod for all the latest updates and news from around the OHL. Welcome back to the Owen 60 podcast with Colin Ward. I'm Reese Dumaney and the guests keep on rolling on. Thanks again to Joel Vanderland for joining us in the opening segment. And now we're joined by the voice of the Hamilton Bulldogs as well as their communications coordinator, Reed Duffy. Reed, how are you today? Oh, not bad, guys. Uh, obviously, yesterday was a, a bit of a whirlwind. Uh, things have been a little bit quiet there for a couple of weeks, and then it was about nine and a half hours of insanity and trying to get traffic <laughs> out and uh, figuring out uh, who we're taking and uh, welcoming some new fellows into the uh, Bulldog organization. It was fantastic overall. Yeah, how much prep actually goes into... Um, you know, preparing those graphics, the tweets, Instagram posts, uh, you know, everything for social media. Because a lot of people think, oh, it's just, you know, calling on the phone, calling in the pick, and then just putting it out there. But it takes a lot more than that. Well, yeah, it, it absolutely does. And so my role yesterday, because of the way that everything uh, broke down, was that I was kind of the, the uh, guru on the social side. So we uh, had a template set up, uh, Storm Harding, who does an incredible job uh, on the media side with me for the Bulldogs uh, videographer. Uh, he doesn't get enough credit for what he does. But um, he, he helped set up a template, essentially, in Photoshop that we were able to use. And uh, it allowed me to kind of edit as the pics were coming in so I could move names around and, and kind of pick it up on the fly. But I had to kind of manage that, get that out on Twitter, get it out on Facebook, Instagram, while I was writing up the uh, what would eventually be the review article that went out at about 5.30 yesterday afternoon, and at the same time I was trying to uh, arrange a couple of interviews as uh, the, the newer dogs were getting picked. So it was definitely um, a little frantic at times, but you know what, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, is it, uh, is it tough to try, to try and get the players to, I don't what word you want to use, talk or open up, I guess? Uh, what's the experience like getting them on the phone for the first time Pretty much introducing them to uh, the Bulldogs Nation. Well, the, the fun part of it is getting to do that introduction. And I'll tell you right now, uh, if Jorian Donovan is half as good on the ice as he is in an interview, we've got an absolute star on our hands because getting to talk to him yesterday was outstanding. He is excited. He's ready to go. He wants to be a Hamilton Bulldog. Uh, he was a fantastic interview. Very well spoken. I am very excited to uh, get to meet Jorian and, and actually see him on the ice because uh, 
I really do think we have something special there in that number six overall pick. Speaking of Jory, and, uh, where do you think he slides into the top six next year on the decoy for the Bulldogs? Well, you look at the way that the, the D group for the Bulldogs stacks up, and from last year in the third round, they had Chandler Romeo, who played in Brantford yeah. this year in both the GOJHL and the OJHL, and starred there. Uh, Chandler looks like he's probably going to be on this team, so Cade Landry graduates, Chandler slides in. What that does is it gives you another defenseman that is mobile, that can shut you down and move the puck. So Peyton Vessio and Chandler Romeo can really anchor a couple of pairings. I would be very interested, of course, not being a coach or in the management team, but uh, I would be very interested to see Nathan Stales pair up with Chandler Romeo and maybe Jorian Donovan with Peyton Vessio. We might be able to recreate some of the magic that – Kate Landry had with Peyton Vessio there. Yeah, there's a lot of up- offensive upside there. I like that. It's a good top. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, there, there's four guys that can all move the puck. I mean, the, the one who's probably the least offensively inclined is, is Peyton Vessio. He's tremendous at that first pass out of the zone. I mean, I look at him, uh, you know, if you use an NHL comparison, you, you look at him a lot like a Brandon Carlo. He can get yeah. the puck on his stick and just move it up quickly. He doesn't make many mistakes. In and uh, out. Solid in his own end. Yeah, in and out. And he can throw the body, too. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, with the voice of the uh, of the Hamilton Bulldogs, Reed Duffy, and just touched on the decor. We're going to try and hit all the aspects of the Bulldogs. I'm going to go to goaltending next. And this is just something that I've watched over the last couple of seasons with the team, anyways. Uh, you know, Zach Roy, uh, Donna Frio was there. He's uh, no longer here. Uh, Costantini, really solid backup for the Bulldogs right now. And Mateo Drobeck or drawback kind of is interesting there. He backed up uh, a few times last season. Um, the goaltending situation, is that still up in the air? Or is it still going to be Roy Costantini, that uh, that duo for Hamilton? Well, I, I think you can go that way. And, and I think as they get older and they get more experience in the net, you're looking at a, a tandem that has the potential to be one of the best, if not the best, in the Ontario yeah. Hockey League. One reason, because they're so different in their style. Uh, Roy, a little bit smaller, but he's explosive in the goal. He comes out, he challenges, he can do cartwheels, he can flip across the crease and keep the puck out. And then Costantini's that classic butterfly who can make the exceptional look ordinary. Uh, they are fun to watch back and forth. But Mateo Drobeck, it may not be just a matter of that we have a one-two because Mateo Drobeck is so good he might really try to force his way into that tandem. Now, how that all breaks down, that's that's way above my pay grade, but that's three (laughs) really talented goaltenders that you've got to pick from. And then yesterday, of course, adding Riley George and Tristan Malbuth in the draft, you're looking at a stable for the Hamilton Bulldogs where they're going to feel really comfortable with any number of guys in that net. That's a really good position to be in. Yeah, you're talking like three to four years now where they're stable back there, which is... A great thing to have. Plus their D, bolster the D like that. That's nice to see. It's easy for the the coach. Just throw them out there. That's the key, right? You you get that back end stabilized. And it's the the old saying that you win down the middle of the ice in in sort of the goaltenders to the defense to the centers and then build around that. The Bulldogs are doing a really nice job. Young goaltenders that are going to develop over time. They've got a series of them. Young defensemen that are going to develop over time, they have a series of them, and they're building up up front as well. So I think you can see the, the blueprint that Steve Stavos has put in place here. And is that where a little bit of, whether you want to say luck or just you're hoping that uh, Akaliev comes back, Unique's back, uh, 
Meshack back, uh, you know, because there's a chance that he can make a run next year and possibly bring a second OHL championship, maybe? Well, absolutely. Uh, now, Jan Yanis is an interesting case because he would come back as an overage player and he's, uh, he's an import. You don't often see that happen. Now, the injury obviously throws some question marks into that. I think you would have to expect with his talent, before he was hurt, he was the best player in the Ontario Hockey League. There's, there's just no yeah. doubt about that. Yeah, he had, a point, he had a point in every game this year with the Bulldogs, except for the first game of the season, which is impressive yeah, he, to see. He was dominant. He was absolutely dominant. And you wonder where the Bulldogs would have ended up in the standings had he come back healthy and teamed up with Jan Mishok. Now, in saying that Unique probably isn't likely to come back, Mishok is likely to come back. He, he will be picked whenever the NHL draft occurs, likely late first round into the very early second round. Uh, if I was an NHL general manager, I'd have him in the first round list. He came in and was absolutely explosive in the Ontario Hockey League. And then Arthur Kaliev, if you're the Los Angeles Kings, you have such a loaded pipeline right now. Yeah. There is absolutely no need to rush him. He's an 0-1. It's not an 0-8 season. You can send him back like what the Florida Panthers did with Owen Tippett. He can have another year of incredible offensive numbers, continue to round out his game. We saw him really become a fixture on the penalty kill this last season. I mean, imagine what his development could do with another 68-plus games of Ontario Hockey League time where he's going to be a go-to guy. I think that would bode well for his development moving forward. And if you get Mishak and Kaliev back to build around, with this young roster, you've got an open import spot. And as of right now, you've only got one away coming back in Jake Gravel. You've got a lot of options. Yeah, they're solid. Yeah, Kaliev, uh, unfortunately... Missed out on the uh, on the hundred point mark this season by two, guaranteed. Probably would have gotten there in uh, the first game of the second last weekend of the season. What have you seen in terms of his growth? I know this is you only uh, finished your first season as you know you're really in there with the team. You know you're on the road, on the bus trips. Uh, you know south, north, east, west. Uh, what have you seen from him that's made him such a special player, both on and off the ice? He just doesn't stop working. He can do anything on the ice if you point him in that direction. If you need him to go out and score a big goal, he can go score a big goal. If you need him to go out and set a play for a Jan Unique earlier on in the season or later on, whether it be a Jan Mishak or a Tag Bertuzzi, he can play that role. If you tell him you need him to play on the penalty kill and essentially hunt the puck and force the power play to worry about him, he can do that. He's a chameleon on the ice. It, it feels like he's gotten all the attention for what he can do offensively, and everybody forgets this is a player that is quickly becoming a complete player and a dangerous player in all aspects of the game. His 200-foot game has really yeah. rounded out. He may have been one-way traffic when he arrived in Hamilton as a raw 16-year-old with just a ton of talent. He's not that. And, and I think still too many people are stuck on that because they see the gaudy offensive numbers. When you watch him night in and night out, this is a 200-foot player. Of course he could still use some refining. Any 19-year-old hockey player can still use some refining. But this is a really special talent. The Los Angeles Kings got an absolute steal. Yeah. And I think as time goes along, you're only going to see that improve. He's a real leader for the Bulldogs. Talking about leaders, uh, 
Isaac Nurse, uh, what kind of legacy does he leave in the Bulldogs franchise? I mean, he was there for that championship season. He meant so much to the city. I'm just wondering what type of legacy he left there for the team. Uh, a huge legacy. It's going to be hard for somebody to step in and, and put that C on their jersey after Isaac Nurse because of the type of leader that he is. I mean, this is when he gets to the rink, he's a, he's a fun guy to be around. He's energetic. He loves the game. But when he gets into that mode, he is all business. And he was the right guy to follow that leadership by example on the ice. He could do anything that you asked him to do, and he played with his heart on his sleeve. He's going to leave a legacy of being the guy that proved that no matter how many people tell you you can't, you can. Yeah, you can. An 11th, yeah, an 11th round pick that earned his way onto the John Gruden coach Bulldogs that two years after would win the OHL championship. This kid leaves a legacy of proving everyone wrong, and I couldn't be prouder to have been a, a voice in his career. I think that no matter what he does next, he's going to be a massive success just because there's nobody that works harder than I do. Yeah, he has a great work ethic. Uh, we asked Joel Vanderland, the intern for the Niagara Ice Dogs, about possible Akeel Thomas jersey retirement. What about Isaac Nurse? Is there any potential for a jersey retirement for his, him as a Hamilton Bulldog? Boy, we haven't seen any yet. I mean, you could, but... He'd be- pretty good fit for the first one in Hamilton due to the local boy and work ethic. It'd be pretty cool. Absolutely. He would be a good fit. The, the only issue when you start doing the, the Jersey retirement and as, and as much as I would love to say definitively, yes, put number 11 in the rafters. I mean, that, you know, I, I can feel that no, that way, no matter what, but when you start doing it, then it becomes a little bit of trouble into who do you put up and then who gets excluded? Because I yeah. think, yeah, you could absolutely say that Isaac Nurse deserves to go up. I think Matt Strom is probably in that conversation, yeah. held all the offensive records for the Bulldogs until Arthur Kaliev. Yeah, then Kaliev. Mackenzie Entwistle's got to be in that conversation. Justin Lemke's the captain of a team that brings you an OHL championship. And then Brandon Sage and Robert Thomas are right there as well. Uh, there's a number of guys that in Fulcher uh, and that you you could yeah you absolutely could have Caden Fulcher up there a year and a half as a starter and he and Dawson Carty were an incredible one two the year before the OHL championship so I, I absolutely think there's a great argument to be made for Isaac Nurse and it wouldn't surprise me if at some point some of these numbers start going up but I don't know about it being um, this quick. I don't know if it's going to be right when we get back, but I think as time goes along, you're going to see how much those players have meant to this organization. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, all of these uh, big names are uh, Kaliev, Meshach, uh, Unique, Nurse. I want to touch on quickly the depth players for the Bulldogs. You look at Logan Morrison, uh, Avery Hayes, Navrin Mutter, who provided grit and you know the rough stuff around the net, along the boards. Uh, and the Tag Bertuzzi, possibly, who I don't, I don't think got enough attention, in my opinion. I really like Ty- or, uh, Tag <laughs> That's a Red Wing Red coming out of you. Red Wings fans. In there, but, uh, <laughs> how much did those uh, character guys and a uh, little bit lower on the totem pole in terms of points and um, you know faces in the OHL, how much did that mean to the team and the development of the whole team in general? Well, massive. And every one of those names you mentioned – uh, will likely be back with the Bulldogs this season. And on top of that, uh, they're all, I think, poised for breakouts. Logan Morrison, uh, I think he should be drafted this year whenever the NHL draft takes place. If they don't, 
there's going to be a lot of teams that are sorry about it because if he comes back a year from now, back into that draft, somebody's definitely going to take him. There's a supercomputer between that kid's ears, and his hockey intelligence is off the map. Avery Hayes is a lot the same way. He's another player. Started off as an offensively dynamic player, now has become a 200-foot player. Navarin Mutter, you can see it coming with him. The speed, the physicality, and he's got an incredible wrist shot. Great release, tons of power on it. If he can find that a little bit more and find a few more shooting spaces, he's on the verge of a big breakout. Tag Bertuzzi, right along the lines of Hayes and Morrison, did not get enough credit. This is a kid who essentially missed uh, all but half of a season uh, in his first two years in the league, did not get the development that he needed in Guelph, comes to Hamilton his first full season as a Bulldog. He's a 25-goal guy. He's on the verge of becoming a real star for this team and somebody that they can have for another year, maybe two, if he comes back as an 0-1 overager. So there's a whole group of guys there. And then you can throw in somebody like a Liam Van Loon, who when I talked to Jan Yannick earlier this season and asked him what made that line with him and Arthur Kaliev and Liam Van Loon work, Yannick said it was Van Loon that was the engine of that line because he plays with no fear. He would go into the corners, he would dig the pucks, he'd fly at defenders, and he was just trying to get the puck to Yannick or Kaliev because he knew they could do the offensive damage and he could be the guy that could play the delivery service. I really enjoy being around that kid, and he's got a bright future ahead of him as well. Uh, There's a ton of names on this Bulldog roster that don't get the attention they deserve because we've been fortunate enough to have some of these star names in front of them these guys further down the roster, they're going to be the star names when this team wins their next OHL championship. And the thing about those kids is they have so much energy they bring to the game as well, which the rest of the team just feeds off. Like you mentioned, those five guys, and they all play with so much energy and passion where it's hard not to play with them as well. They're so fun to play with. Oh, absolutely. And you look at, again, Avery Hayes, if he doesn't miss part of the season due to an illness, and he had just really gotten back before this whole season got put on pause he was having that kind of breakout year he and logan morrison both were and avery hayes because of his birthday isn't even eligible for the nhl draft until 2021 this is a kid who could really make himself into a star player and as a 200 foot star player because he became a staple on the penalty kill working next to brady johnson and you just look up and down this bulldog lineup the job that steve stales ian mahar the scouting staff that they have done is absolutely incredible. Two years removed from an OHL championship when a lot of teams they went up against on that run are still trying to figure it out and put it together, and the teams that went to the Memorial Cup with them were essentially decimated the following year. They've already got it back together and are on the verge of being a contender for a championship again. That's unbelievable stuff. Yeah, was there... The uh, <laughs> OHL getting the uh, the Mem Cup uh, next season, and kind of unfortunate situation with Kelowna. You know, it got canceled, and they're not going to get it this season, which is a little wrong in my opinion. But Oshawa and Sioux are in on the bid. Do you know of if there was any chatter about the Bulldogs even proposing the idea of uh, bringing the tournament to Hamilton? Unfortunately, that I don't know. Um... The, the only ones that I, that I heard of right from the beginning, well, Oshawa was the first one that uh, really that I knew of had put their hand up for it. We heard that 
way back this year, probably our first visit into Oshawa, they had started talking about it. And then as the year went along, uh, we heard the Sioux would put their name into the hat as well. And um, both both cities looking to bring it there. And you can see a lot of times uh, both cities' fans uh, trying to espouse the reasons why that should be there. So uh, whether the Bulldogs were ever in on it, I, unfortunately, I, I don't have that information. I, I couldn't tell you. That's one of those that gets uh, made well above my head. But um, I think one day, one day we'll see a Memorial Cup in Hamilton. But the next one that the Bulldogs go to, uh, they'll likely be traveling. All right, Reed. Uh, appreciate the time. Uh, you know, you were there all season long in your first season as uh, as the radio voice. We appreciate you coming on. And well, can September be here because I want OHL hockey back? Uh, thanks for doing this. Yeah, I miss it a lot. Hey, no problem, guys. I'm right there with you. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I was looking and thinking on a Wednesday night, I should have been in Sudbury right now for the first yeah. time in the playoffs. So it's uh, it's been a bit of a tough road, but when we come out the other side of this, uh, I think everybody's going to be excited to have it all back. Uh, and I can't wait to see this new draft class of Bulldogs when we can finally put it all back together, get everybody on the ice, and start thinking about what this team's going to look like for 2020-2021 because – we're at the beginning again of a really special group, so I'm, uh, I'm glad to be on and uh, be able to give you the lowdown on the beginning of it. All right. Uh, stay safe, Reed. Uh, we'll chat soon. Yeah, thanks, Reed. Thanks. You guys, too. It was a pleasure. Hamilton Bulldogs radio voice Reed Duffy on here. Thanks again to him. Uh, huge, huge look into the Hamilton oh, yeah. Bulldogs yeah, that was last a, year and in the future. That was one of our greatest interviews of all time. Yeah, That's it. Yeah, you can follow him on Twitter as well on RC Duthie, all lowercase RC Duthie. Yep, and for last season, anyways. On Great follow. Fifty and uh, Global News Radio, CHML in uh, in Hamilton. Yeah, first season that was there. Great follow if you're an OHL fan or Bulldogs fan, obviously in general. But if you're an OHL fan, great follow. Yep. All right, time for another break. On the other side, uh, we chat uh, about the Junior Spitfires. Yeah, Tate Harris. Yeah, in a heated series, in a heated series. Co-host of the O Show, we'll chat with him next, right here on the Owen 60 Podcast. This is the Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Owen 60 Pod for all the latest updates and news from around the OHL. Welcome back to the Owen 60 Podcast and our slew of guests continue in uh, in this segment uh, we're going to get a little bit of a perspective on all the spitfires i guess you could say and on the draft uh, as a whole as well as we are joined by one of the two hosts of the o show uh tate harris tate uh, how you doing today good boy i'm doing great i'm excited to be on with you guys yeah thanks for coming on man appreciate this i don't really like you guys after you pumped us last game <laughs> yeah Hey, how's this Monday, Tuesday, a back-to-back? Uh, yeah, we could probably fire that up. I'll probably have to talk to the uh, the rest of the guys. But, um, <laughs> we'll give you time. We'll give you time to send a quick message, and then by the end of the segment, we'll have an official <laughs> uh, official press release. Honestly, no one ever gets back to me in time, so I kind of just been saying yes to you and just hoping for the best. <laughs> yeah, I just hope. Yeah, okay, Monday, Tuesday, then Thursday, because I forgot it was Easter this week. Yeah. The quarantine life, eh? Pretty much. Yeah, I don't even know what day it is today. Yeah. 
I for, the only reason why I knew is because the draft was yesterday. I honest in our series. And that's I was the only to get a Wings game yesterday. Yeah, crap. We should have tweeted about that. We should have did an EA Sports game, like a PlayStation game. We just did a CPU game. Yeah, we should have sent it. Get a ticket taker. Yeah, that would have been fun. Um, all right, uh, let's get down to business, I guess. Uh, Tate, we'll just start uh, start out with the draft in general, I guess. What are your whole thoughts on uh, how it played out, uh, you know, uh, the whole Fantilli deal, um, top three? Uh, what are your thoughts on the day that was? Yeah, well, I mean, to be honest, uh, waking up that early wasn't great to begin with. Um, but, you know, no sound on the draft. It just, I don't know for you guys, it felt long. Like oh, long, yep. um, but you know when it comes to the teams that did well, I think the Peeps did really good, um, mostly because of the the Alfano pick at twenty third. I think yeah, uh, that's solid, big right. Um, but he puts up numbers, um, and obviously McCoy was was a great pick at, at fifteen. So I like them. Um, Mississauga, I thought did pretty good uh, with Zach. I've heard Lavoy Lavoie, so I'm not sure what what it is. Um, but he's got a great shot. And then they went pretty safe with Owen Beck. But I like that Carson Christie. I think they were able to do that because that they went safe with Owen Beck. But I think Christie can be the Nick Robertson of the OHL draft, if that makes sense. But he just, yeah. he just goals, right? I so, like that. I like that comparison. So I think I think he's going to be a big get for him. I mean, the problem with with like minor midget players, like I've seen a few games, but. It's tough to even find information on some of these players or really like I got a hockey TV to watch some of these guys. The so kids in Canada, really for instance. <laughs> yeah, the Canada kids for, for London. Well, London would be would be my third team for for being the best at the draft. Nazar. If, if they get Nazar. I'm getting I his think, jersey. I think Isaiah is, is probably it for sure, but I've seen uh, – Mr. Ryan Free Press say that Czar uh, yeah. is fully committed to the OHL, so that would be like like this kid's on Adam Fantilli's level. Like I got to see uh, Honey Bake play last year. Like that team had six guys at like over or around two points per game. Yeah, which, I saw that as well. That's insane. How many minor midget teams have that? Yeah, it's great. Well, you know, uh, Ryan McCarthy was on our podcast. Well, shout out to the O show uh, um, last week, and he was just saying like the American players in this draft, it's just crazy. Like they had twelve players drafted. I think Compuware had twelve players drafted. Oakland might have had a ten or something like that, but pretty crazy numbers for the American teams. Yeah, and throughout this draft, or over the past few years, it's always been you know the Toronto Marlboros, the Junior Canadians. Uh, last year, the Toronto Red Wings had a pretty decent draft. Uh, and we all talk about the, the uh, U.S. National Team Development Program starting to get a little bit better. Uh, do you see, I know Toronto will still be that area where the, all the player, most players come from. Uh, it's going to be the epicenter in Ontario anyways. But uh, do you see Detroit Compuware, Detroit uh, Honeybaked becoming another area where a lot of players, maybe in the first five rounds, you know, they're going to start raising some eyebrows. And uh, it's going to start to be an area that, Scouts will make possibly two or three trips to a year. Well, I know for for example, Bill Bowler was there all year, and when you take a look, like GTHL, you you know, if you live in northern Ontario, even here in southern Ontario, like a few years back, Ty Tulio went went up to the GTHL instead of playing here in Windsor. Like a lot of guys go to the GTHL. I think you see this similar thing 
happening in the States. Like if you're in Florida and you're great at hockey, you're probably best if you move to the Detroit area. Yeah, Perlini, for instance. Yeah, shout like shout so, to the Red Wings. <laughs> uh, <laughs> As Reese rolls his eyes. You can even go back to Austin Matthews, like coming to the the program and like yeah, just, Patrick Kane. Yeah, like it's it's probably for their best interest if they if they come to to Michigan to play hockey. Um, so I think that is going to be an area. I mean, with the development program, though, getting better every year, like it's it's going to be harder and harder to get guys to come over, like. Frank Nazar, I would have told you there's no chance. But when uh, Nemesikov went off the board, like since he didn't get the invite, I think obviously he he was coming over. I think it's confirmed now that he is coming over. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, Ryan Free Press has said they think he's coming, and that's big. That's some big. That's a big get. Well, hey, like I was saying yesterday, when Mark Hunter shows up at your doorstep, you go. When you see Pat, when you see Patrick Kane, Mitch Marner. Corey Perry, Rick Nash, come out of that program, you go. And, I mean, it's a solid program to go to. Why wouldn't you, right? They're like the New York Yankees of the CHL. Also, yeah. also 12, 12 uh, players from Honeybaked and 12 from Copyware as well. So that's uh, that's the most. Yeah, and uh, how many did the junior Canadians have? Cause that, that 11. In Ontario. They yeah, had, so. yeah, they had 11. Toronto Titans had 11. Quinty had 10. The Marlboros had 10. The Nationals had 10. Elgin Middlesex Chiefs had nine. That's a solid team there too. Elgin Middlesex. They're pretty. They're pretty good. Yeah, that was uh, that was a surprise. A lot of guys talking about them. So, I, I got to see uh, like the the Marlboros and uh, the Honey Bakes, Toronto Titans. I got to see like I actually seen Honey Bake play the Toronto Titans here in Windsor. Um, but there was no goalie for the first period oh. because the goalie got suspended. Oh. Goalie. Um, and then, so all the scouts started leaving because Honey Bake started lighting it up. And then someone in a suit went down. And, uh, David and Ayers. Talked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, someone in the suit said, hey, just get the goalie back. But we don't care that he's suspended. Like, yeah. Well, for a reason. Like, there's one of those, the Battle of the Border or whatever tournament. Uh, that's, a big, that's a big yeah. tournament for scouts as well. Yeah, so the goalie came back and uh, the rest of the game was played like normal. But yeah, uh, Nemesikov, man, he's got sick hands. The kid was dancing people, so yeah. it was good. Him and Jamison Reese together and Perot as well, that's a solid top line. And that could be a next year thing too. I can see Nemesikov by the end of next year being on that top line. Well, he really gives me like Galchenyuk vibes. Yeah. Like I don't know if he'll translate to the uh to the NHL, but like just when come like speaking about junior hockey, he just seems like he's gonna be uh that type of player like his brother was like that as well in London. Yeah, so it'll be uh it'll be great to see those three guys uh work together next year in uh in Sarnia and uh and a great goalie in uh, Ben Goudreau. Yeah, Lagavins as well. They're solid between the pipes. I know yeah. I, I saw them Sarnia play a few games this year and Lagavins won them a couple. Oh, I mean, when it, they were they were pretty bad, they were giving up a lot of shots. So yeah, both goalies got some some work to to do last year. Switch gears a little bit. Uh, you being from the Windsor area, we'll touch on the Spits a little bit. Uh, their first round pick, uh, Ryan Abraham, uh, Detroit Copyware guy. Uh, how do you see him fitting into uh, the Spits system and what they're trying to do down there? Sort of, I guess you could call it a remodel because a uh, few players left that. Maybe some people didn't expect to. Yeah, it's kind of a weird situation in Windsor right now. Like, no one wanted 
them to do anything at the deadline because they're like, you know, next year, next year's their go for it year. Um, so they didn't do anything at the deadline and then they lost um, a goalie and a defenseman um, in Ruben Raskin. But yeah, Ryan Abraham, I don't know. I kind of see him, you know, Trevor Letelsky is weird. Like why Johnson started the year on like the fourth line, maybe the third line, second power play. Um, and then he got moved up to like the, the first and second line, the second half of the year. And he was, you know, putting up points. Um, Ryan Abraham was, it, it was tough to find really anything about him. Like you, you look up the highlights. Like I try to even look up a game. There's really not much. There's one of him just dancing kids, but that's, that's one highlight that yeah. he probably put up himself. So, uh, I mean, Manny Pava tweeted out that some scouts say he's criminal. Oh man. He's just undervalued. Uh, like he put up 30 points in 20 games. So I don't know. Like that's not a crazy amount of points. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to expect from him. He, he said he's a playmaker. Bill Bullard's really excited. Like Bill Bowler said he's a point producer in this league all day long. Like he's that's super pumped in this kid. So it, it I don't know. It'd be interesting to see as a playmaker. Uh, I think they need more people to put the puck in the, the back of the net. You know, you got Jean-Luc Foody already supposedly setting guys up. So I don't know. Yeah. Plus Cooley as well, bat, running around. Yeah. Cooley. Well, Cooley's got that big shot. Both those guys kind of underperformed this year. Yeah. So, especially yeah. in the second half. That's second. Like the first half going into the prospects game, you heard so much about Cooley and you love watching him play. Oh, he just runs around. He's always in your face that character type guy right and he plus gets points but like that surprised me as well the second half how quiet he got yeah like so cool he reminds me of like a tom wilson type player yeah. nah yeah he, he like i thought foodie was gonna put up like 80 points this year especially playing with that igor fantasy off so yeah i don't know what happened with those guys and like they've totally fallen the draft like both were projected for first round and now like i've seen uh, going like third round on it could have been Craig Button's list. So I don't know. <laughs> Rossi's not the eighth pick. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was uh, <laughs> Captain <laughs> Obvious Key to the Week. Marco Rossi isn't going eight. He's going top five, top four probably. Yeah, He's going to the wings know. at three. <laughs> if they well, fall. Can, yeah, you can. Well, they probably will, just because uh, that's how their year's going. Yeah. Yeah, it's been tough. It's been sad, especially goaltending. <laughs> Yeah. That was, that was pretty dumb. Yeah. But uh, I guess I brought that up for a reason. Uh, of course, Kieroinen uh, not coming back. Yeah, Rafton. Next season. Um, obviously, it's probably expected Xavier Medina is going to be the starter. So I'm going to focus on that backup role. Does it belong to uh, Matt Tobell? And I know he was probably just a guy that came in to fill in for Kieroinen while he was gone at the World Juniors. But uh, he'll probably be at camp. Uh, does the Windsor Spitfire's second pick in this draft, uh, Nicholas DeAngelis, if that is or, sorry, wrong guy, uh, Kyle Downey. Sorry, looking yeah. at the wrong player. He was their third pick. Uh, does he come into the mix, and is it his uh, backup job to lose, becoming a you know a young guy going to learn under Medina? Yeah, like Matt Tobel, he's a little older. Like he played junior C with uh, the Lakeshore Canadians, and Lakeshore Canadians are like a premier junior C organization, like them and the Essex 73s in the area are always going back and forth to who wins. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had great numbers there, but anytime he, he like the winter Spitfires did not want to play him at all. Like he only came in the relief. He, he didn't start any games. Um, 
like they just didn't want to play him. So I don't think he's going to be playing, especially with Bill Bowler said he fully expects Downey to be playing games next year. And again, like to me, this is just a, it's a weird situation. They're going to have to get a goalie in the import draft or something because like, I, I, it's supposed to be go for a year or you're supposed to do something, at least be better. Yeah, and you're going to have 37 games between your two goalies, like 37 OHL games. Yeah. Then it looks a lot like a rebuild. Yeah, like, you know, because we've seen in this league, like, you, you get older goalies that, that do well, that you can pick up, that, and they're going to have to do that because, like, you can't have under, like, you got to get someone at 900. And maybe Xavier Medina can have that year next year, but he only played 37 games. I think he did take over from uh, Kari Pironen. Um I'm surprised Pirroinen didn't even sign a pro contract. Um, but it is what it is. I don't, I don't know. They're going to, I think they have to find another goalie. I don't see a 16 year old goalie, especially in a draft where I don't know about you guys. I didn't hear anything about any goalie. Yeah. I I liked Ottawa's pick with Colin McKenzie. I watched him play a couple games with Waterloo and I liked the way he looked, but I mean, that was 140th overall to, uh, Ottawa. So no, not really. There hasn't there wasn't that standout goalie like usual. Well, like where did Brett Brochu go? Like wasn't he like a fifth or sixth round pick for London uh two years ago? Seventh, I believe. So like I just like okay, you take a look at Ben Goudreau and first of all, his minor midget team didn't lose a game all year and they probably had him to thank for it. And then he comes into the OHL as a 16-year-old. He's got some games with, like, 49 saves. Like, he didn't end up with the best save percentage. I think it's just consistency, and that's probably because of his age. But, like, I think he only played, like, 15 games. And then the Windsor Spitfires are going to ask this Kyle Downey guy who, who like, I don't know, like, isn't this top-ranked goalie like Ben Goudreau um, to play, I don't know, 20-something games. I just, I don't know. Like, I don't think it's the greatest plan in the world i watched two games of of him uh again just online and and i know two games is probably not enough but like he let in four goals and the other game he let in a touchdown so like <laughs> yeah that's tough get the extra get the extra point team out <laughs> so uh i mean i'm still like i'm still researching these guys and trying to find my own information um a lot of talk about how big he is and that he can move and that's kind of how teams draft goalies now if they're athletic and, and big and if they show the right mechanics. So I don't know. You really, it's really tough to say whether he's going to be able to, to step in next year, but I don't think it's Matt Tovels at all. Uh, if, if Kyle Downey doesn't have the backup job, it's because they either drafted someone in the import draft or they brought a goalie in. And I assume they're going to be bringing a goalie in. Yeah. I looked it up. Brett Brochu. Six. Two years ago, sixth round, 114th yes, overall from Chen. So, so and, and that kid's been a stud. Like, I had him uh, for the uh, the OHL Network's, like, media poll. I put him, like, second behind Shane Wright for, for yeah, rookie of the year. Yeah, same here. Do we add? Hey, uh, what's the fan base like in Windsor right now? Like, with Peroin and leaving, Raft and leaving, what's the expectations now going into camp and going the next season now? I don't know. I think it's a lot of confusion. Like, people yeah. aren't really what's what's going on like, uncertainty I this, yeah i have this little bit of worry that you know bill bowler takes a look at this team he goes this is warren reichel's team this is my team yeah that's what i was thinking as well just now 
when you said that about the goaltending situation, that maybe the players feel that as well with Pirroinen not playing Raft and going to the Swiss. Maybe that's an issue. So maybe you could see a team like Oshawa start calling for guys like Foodie. Well, I I mean, from what I heard, I think Will Cooley was uh, maybe shopped, not shopped around, but teams were asking about him. Um, so I could see him going somewhere else. I think Jean-Luc Foodie stays <clears throat> just because the upside of that player, like he can be a point producer. Like I, when I remember this is, this is the crazy thing about the OHL draft. I remember when they drafted him, I watched games online. I read the scouting reports. I'm like, Oh, this guy's not it. Like this guy's not gonna be good. <laughs> He's not I his brother. <laughs> and I watched him and, uh, and I'm like, wow, this guy's really Mitch Marner. Like the way he brings into the, the zone and stuff like that. Um, and then this year he just forgot to shoot talk every once in a while. Cody, so. Cody wall, like in the video game. <laughs> I saw that tweet. I looked at it, I just started laughing. Mitch Marner behind the back feet. Yeah. No look past Cody says. It's a video game. I interfered I interfered my own goalie. I can't believe that. I don't yeah. read into my own goalie. That's terrible. You know what? Every great moment has its excuses. For the- <laughs> hey, I lagged. I lagged. I lagged. <laughs> oh, the lag report. Every team that loses, we're going to have a lag report after the game. Yeah, so, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that's what's happening with the Windsor Spitfires. They're, they're lagging right now. Um, <laughs> I love, that. I love that awesome. Next year, we're going to do that. We're going to do that in the Asterix Trophy. I'm pumped. <laughs> oh, um, Tate, before we let you go, I think the real question hasn't been asked yet. Uh, I, I can't remember if you tweeted it or retweeted it. A uh, photo of something the Spitz tried uh, is the VIP section at the WFCU Center. The yeah. VIP. Down in the corner. Yeah. I tweeted. Yeah, I tweeted. I took two pictures that I was up in the uh, the catwalk, and I noticed it. So a little bit of a uh, nightclub feel, uh, club spit. I don't know what's going on there. Hey, when, hey when the Owen 60 boys come there next year, we'll meet you guys down there. We'll, <laughs> well support yeah. them. We'll get some uh, White Claw uh, drinks going. And... <laughs> we'll have a live show from the <laughs> VIP. Of the WFCU yeah, Center. I don't know if that's gonna gonna work though. I don't know what <laughs> uh, what to say about that. It's, it's interesting. I think you you see it in basketball, right? And there's like everything has to have an experience with it. People Super take pictures that they're there, and you know I think it's a good marketing. Like that's what I do as my real job is marketing. So I think it, it can work, but I don't know if hockey has like the same. Vibes, it's like a basketball, basketball game or even a football game. Like, like going to, or if you just go to a baseball game, like all you're doing is drinking. Yeah, very true. So I don't know if hockey. I I guess maybe for me, maybe I'm just going to hockey games and I'm not getting trashed. Maybe I'm just one of like the odd man out for that. But it's just I think it's just a different vibe at a hockey game. Yeah, I would have to agree. Uh, Tate. Uh, we appreciate the time. Thanks so much for doing this. And, uh, well, I guess uh, guess we'll meet uh, tomorrow night for Game 5. Yeah, and Tuesday, back-to-back. Yeah. And then Game 7 Thursday, if necessary. Hey, sounds good, boys. But uh, I'm, I'm low-key stressed about the whole series. <laughs> same here, same here. So, yeah, behind the scenes, we put, up a, we put up a strong face, but we're like, oh, crap, we can't lose this game. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's those new uh, the Red Wing-style uh, jerseys. That Homer, for- Homer over here, 96. Love it. Yeah, what's up with that? No respect <laughs> to the Holmstrom, man. <laughs> hey, next game, I'm switching to Larkin, 71.
Well, I put up. Uh, I changed my number to number nine. Thought I would look a little skinnier out, but it didn't help. Gordy. <laughs> uh, all right, all right Tate, thanks. We'll chat soon. Thanks, Tate. Yeah, no problem, guys. See ya. You can catch him on Twitter at Tate Harris Nine, and you can catch their podcast, the O Show, at Podcast OHL. Podcast OHL, and you can follow him on Twitter at Tate Harris Nine. Yeah. Thanks for all the time. A great insight on the spits and yeah, I get mean, the series. A lot of the, a lot of good points there. Yeah, with the fans with the. You know, he had every question we wanted. Team like if Reichel doesn't have a job right now. He didn't make it through a season with the Barry Colts. So yeah, I think he answered a lot of the questions yeah, I was wondering about with the spits. Yeah, you don't make the trip down there. Seventy four Americans well got drafted. Seventy four from the USA. Uh, Sixty six from the GTHL. So that answers the yeah, earlier question. You, the two hubs are going to be Detroit and Toronto. Oh, yeah. Just, I think that's what it's going to be. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's always, it always comes out of that. It's like the elections. It always yeah. comes out of Toronto. By the way, that same draft uh, Brett Brochu was in, Evangelista first rounder, 14th overall, Antonio Strongest, second round, 21st overall from Detroit Little Caesars. Hey, now. Point out. Uh, then their third pick was uh, Anwar, 23rd overall, Gerard Keane, 42nd overall, Sean McGurn. Good pick. Was uh, was 53rd overall. Uh, ben Rogers, 74. Avery wow. Winslow, and then uh, Brett Roche. And Winslow is shipped to North Bay this season. Yeah. That's a solid draft. I think this year gives it a, this year gives it a run for its money. Yeah, and after Brochu, after Brochu, there isn't a name I recognize. So. Yeah. After the sixth round, it's done for the London Knights. So. All right, we'll take a break. Come back here on the Owen 60 Podcast 2020 OHL Priority Selection Special. This is the Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Owen 60 Pod for all the latest updates and news from around the OHL. Welcome back to the Owen 60 Podcast, along with Colin Ward. I'm Reese Dumaney. Again, big thanks to, uh, to Tate Harris for coming on and giving us the lowdown on the spits. Yeah, I'm and f- uh, the OHL draft. I'm fired up now for that playoff series. Game five tomorrow night. I'm fired up now. We're winning that. Oh, yeah, we are. We're dominating. I think we'll lose. We're in trouble. We're in trouble. <laughs> I think we'll lose. Well, you just said you think we'll win, so I didn't want to jinx it. You just said you'll. Oh, you're so that's to like, it out? Yeah, reverse psychology. Oh, okay. Michael Scott, reverse psychology. See, I didn't want the oven mitt. I made you think I wanted it, but I didn't. It's true. I don't. You gotta start. Watching. You gotta start watching the office. I don't. I know. I'm on season six of Friends right now. So. Branford guys. Yeah. Okay. Jeez. Whatever. All right. Uh, time for our next guest. Uh, well, he's a digital media specialist. He's an award-winning journalist, a photographer, podcaster, a husband, and a dad. Daryl Smart joins us, the host. Delhi guy. Smart Sports Podcast. <laughs> Darryl, hey now. How are you? What's up, guys? How's it going? I'm doing all right. Trying to. That's quite the introduction. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'd like to also add uh, grocery. Pickup guy. <laughs> oh man, what an adventure today! Let me tell you, stay safe out there. Lots of toilet paper, lots of lights all wipes, and hey, sanitizer, man. You know what? I'm gonna get all the toilet paper from the studio to stand outside by the road with a hockey stick and just <laughs> flicking the people's cars as they go by. <laughs> Who needs toilet paper here? Toilet paper here. <laughs> oh yeah, but uh, we like to focus on good things like. Sports. OHL draft. Hockey. hockey. Yeah. 
Yeah, Junior B guys coming up next year. Who really well, who really caught your eye this year? You know what? Uh this year there were a lot of studs in the GOJHL this year and it was it was actually a lot of fun to watch. And uh we're gonna tell you you guys wanted to talk about five guys, so might as well talk from the uh, the back on out. Um, yeah. The one goalie that really caught my kind uh, kind of caught my eye. I saw him at the uh, the Future Stars game actually. Dixon Grimes uh, from the Listable Cyclones. Uh, this kid was the he was a all rookie team this year in the Midwestern Conference, and uh, he was selected tenth in the tenth round by the Guelph Storm. And he's one of these guys that uh, he tracks the puck really well. And, uh, you know, he played a lot of games for a kid this age, uh, for 16, 17 year old to to be playing 27 games in the GOJHL, pretty big deal. Uh, he started 25 of those and what was his records? 14, nine, one, and one with uh, a goals against 2.15 and a nine, one, seven save percentage. So, uh, he can, he can kick him out. That's for sure. And, uh, I'm thinking I'm not sure what Guelph's uh, depth chart is in goal for next season, but he would be a guy that could definitely play at the next level. And uh, having seen him play a couple of games, I know they played the Brantford Bandits, which not really a witness test by any means. So, but uh, but really good goalie. Yeah, do you think? And then, yeah, with the uh, Guelph Storm, I'll, I'll just touch on that a little bit. Uh, Quickly here, uh, if they decide to move on from Nico Dawes, and we had this chat earlier on in the season, yeah. do you see him to have a the potential? Maybe not to be the same Nico Dawes, but you know, a, again, a leader in the net that could uh, bring them over the top. Potential. Well, de- well, definitely, because uh, you know, and as I always say, like uh, goaltending is is one of those more mature positions, right? And uh, to be a 16, 17-year-old and you're playing junior B, you're playing your first year of junior hockey, and you're playing in the GOJHL, and you're playing in the Midwest Con- or in the Midwestern Conference, which uh, is a really, really stacked conference. You know what I mean? It's very, very deep, and you have a lot of shooters coming your way, and for him to be posting numbers like that, and, and you know what? Listowel didn't have the powerhouse team that they had the previous couple of years, and he's, uh, they were a middle of the pack team. And for him to be posting some numbers like a 917 save percentage, that says a lot about the young man. So, yeah, for sure. It's nice to see and he, it. He could definitely do it. Yeah, it's good for a goalie. They face a lot of rubber, too. It's nice to go down there for development for the year and then come up the next. Because if you make the league out of camp like that, the OHL out of camp, realistically, how much playing time are you going to play for a team like Guelph behind Nico Dodds, right? It's nice to go down to Listowel. Faced a lot of shots. is perfect for his development. Oh, exactly, absolutely. And I, I look at a kid that uh, that uh, I've followed quite a bit, and Hunter Jones. You're talking about Nika or uh, Nico Dawes and his roommate at the World Junior uh, Tryouts uh, was Hunter Jones. And Hunter and he uh, both trained together in the summer. And Hunter, he's a Brantford kid, and uh, I'm buddies with his dad. And we talk a lot about uh, Hunter's development. And, and you know, I, he had Hunter had that year in Stouffville, uh, in the OJ, uh, before he made the leap to uh, the Peterborough Peets. And of course, in that first year, Hunter he he was uh, the he was the backup goalie, but uh, came in that next year with a real good head on his shoulders and had two real solid 
OHL season. It hasn't looked uh, back. Uh, exactly, and he he's got a shot to make it in the show too. So, but yeah, he, and Nico Dawes, you know, he, there's a kid that kind of came out of nowhere. You know what I mean? You guys are talking about development and and whatnot, and he was it was almost a perfect situation for him. You know what I mean? He he didn't have to go down to junior B or play in the OJ to 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 make his way up. He he was able to develop with the Guelph Storm, and all of a sudden there he is in the World Junior Championships. You know what I mean? And he had a great season. Yeah, do you see, uh, talking OJ and uh, the GOJHL, do you see that there's one league where it might be better for development, or is it just is it on equal grounds in terms of who's listening to this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, anybody in the OHA umbrella is listening to this one uh, <laughs> I don't know I, you know what it, it, the Ontario Hockey Association is really trying to uh, they're trying to umbrella their system and tear things up with the OJHL at the top of the umbrella obviously and the GOJHL and the PGHL Um Technically speaking, the, the 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 OJ is supposed to be your your next step, and then the GOJHL uh, being uh, being that developing league for that. But to be completely honest, uh, there's a lot of players in the GOJHL that could be playing or should be playing in the OJHL, and obvious and yeah. geographically, uh, you can, this is another show for you guys if you want to. Uh, you could talk about the geography of uh, the OJHL, and uh, there is no there is no Tier Two Junior A uh, past Brantford. So yeah, you know you know what I mean, and and a lot of those players are are just as good, and and of course it depends on the team too. Like if you're playing uh, Oakville or. Uh, an upper echelon team like that in the OJ, it's they're they're tough to beat. But and then you look at the GOJHL where you have an upper echelon team, the Caledonia Corvairs, the one in nationals, uh, even even the depth of the Midwestern uh, with any any of those teams, the Elmira list will Stratford, you know what I mean, and Kitchener. So many, uh, yeah, and uh, there's uh, there's so many players. And, and for me to say which league is better, is there a better development? There really isn't. It, it, it really does depend on the player, I think. That would be the best way to say it, I guess, uh, the, the best situation for each player. And Like we're looking at some of these players that uh, we're going to be talking about, and you can see they're, they're closer to home kind of thing, you know what I mean, where they could be playing on a, on a different team, and, but, uh, but they're not. They're actually playing closer to home, you know what I mean? Yeah, which is good. Exactly. So, uh, looking at at a defenseman, I, defensemen are always tough to tough to uh, grade and look at, and really kind of say, all right, that guy's going to make the jump. But one guy that really stood out for me was uh, the London Nationals Logan yep. Mayhew. <laughs> the dude's a stud. Yeah, he's, he's like really Evan. Good. He's like Evan Bouchard back there. You compare yeah. everybody to Evan Bouchard. He's like Bouchard, <laughs> but bigger. He has a great shot. He runs their power play for the Nationals. I was lucky to see him play a couple of games. I like that kid. He's going to be good. Well, and, and it's crazy because what is he? Sixteen? Yeah, he's sixteen. Yeah, he's in April. Well, he's really yeah. He's going to be turning seventeen in uh, in a week or so. He's got an April fifteenth birthday. I see here, but uh, you know, I mean, he played four games with the Knights. Um, he was their second round pick last year, and with the with the Nationals, forty eight games, and then eighteen goals, fifty assists. 
and his 68 points were was actually the he was the top defensive scorer on the Nationals, and he was the fourth top scorer on the Nationals. And if you're looking at and we're just talking about GOJHL teams and upper echelon teams, the London Nationals are the second best team, or arguably arguably one B. <laughs> Uh, next to Caledonia, you know what I mean? And, and, of course, you have a guy like Cal Davis who led the entire GOTHL scoring, yeah. is your top scorer in London. And <laughs> you have this kid as one of your top scorers, and he's a D-man? You're kidding me, right? Yeah, 68 points in 48 games is pretty solid. 94 pretty penalty solid. minutes stands out, too, so he has an edge to him as well. Well, and you know what? It was funny because I, and again, I saw him. I don't get to see the Western Conference. Actually, I don't get to see the West Western Conference at all. It's the one conference that I really don't get to to watch, uh, just because of covering stuff. But uh, I did see him play at the the Prospects game, and man, there was there was a couple of kids that stood out uh, for me at that game, and he was he was on the back end. He was by far the best defenseman. Yeah, he, he's one of those kids. That when you go into the rink at warm-ups, once he steps on the ice for the first time, even in warm-ups, you know who he is. You know he's a good player. That's He sticks out right when you see him. Well, six foot three kind of does that too, right? Yeah, Dude, dude's pretty big. He's a big guy out there, right? And like just some of like his resume this year, like with what he did, he was the uh, the Western Conference's rookie of the year and was <laughs> top scoring rookie in the Western Conference as well. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, the, to be able yeah. to do that, and again, to be able to do something like that at, at that age is pretty extraordinary. And the London Knights are pretty lucky to have already had his commitment. So, yeah. For, and again, the London Knights are always they're, they're always building, right? And they they kind of are ahead of the grain. And and a guy like Logan Mayu, he's he's going to be he's going to be their man, right? Yeah, and I think his roots kind of help him out a bit. The Belleville, Ontario native, you don't think he probably watched a man who went first overall to the Florida Panthers and Aaron Ekblad, who was also a Belleville, exactly. Ontario native? Well, and there's a lot of that in him too, right? Like, yeah. like that, just that lanky, and it's funny that you said that because just the skating style and just the way he's holding the stick and, uh, you know what I mean? Like, he, he's got that presence already. Offensive right? ability as well. Oh, heck yeah. His minor midget stats, this is what sticks out to me. His minor midget stats last season, he had 44 points in 67 games. This year, 68 points in 48. To be able to go to junior like that, and junior B is a tough league to produce in it, as an underage player, as an under 18-year-old player, that's well, incredible. Exactly. Well, exactly. And, and again, like like we were saying at the top, uh, it, the the GOJHL really had some studs this year. And uh, and again, like there, another kid sticks out to me is Stephen LaForm from the Hamilton yeah. Kelsey And again, we're not going to get into him today because he he's already committed to a Division One uh, scholarship. But uh, I've I followed him around for quite a while, just to, as a member of the Brantford 99ers and mm-hmm. uh, the, the minor older minor hockey system. And again, same thing. You know what I mean? He has that presence, right? Yeah, you know when he's on the ice, he controls the play. Oh, exactly. But uh, but yeah, just to kind of go back, uh, the, the first forward that kind of that kind of caught my eye, uh, Nolan Forster, actually from hey. the uh, Cambridge Redbirds. Yeah, I like that. Red Hawks. Sorry, the Red Hawks. Red Hawks. Redbirds. Sorry. Red Hawks. I keep on wanting. Red Red Wings. I want to call them the winter. I want to call them the Winter Hawks. Just because <laughs> yeah. I keep on forgetting it. But yeah, Nolan Foster had a great season 
in uh, in Cambridge. You know, I, he's from Mississauga, and um, was an eighth round pick of the Gulf Storm. Uh, he's already committed to the Gulf Storm, which uh, which is a big thing for uh, for the Storm. And this kid, uh, having seen him a couple of times, uh, you know, he really he really has a presence out there. And forty seven games, nineteen or what was it? Fourteen goals, forty four assists. You know yeah, I mean? fifty eight points in forty seven games. It's pretty crazy because uh, that's a that's the second he's the second leading scorer on uh, on Cambridge's hockey team, and that's a playoff hockey team too, right? Yeah, it's a sixteen year old. Yeah, yeah. When a sixteen year old is your second leading scorer, and and he only missed out by a point, and you're still a solid team. <laughs> Shows how good yeah. he is. Yeah, the, oh, exactly. He's another one from that Toronto Marlboros team with uh, Logan Mayu. Yep. Exactly, and then, well, and again, it's a testament uh, to that program in Toronto, right? And uh, <laughs> yeah, they developed. They, they, they turned out. They turned out quite a few players in that draft, right? And yeah, he's a guy. He's a guy I'm excited to watch now for golf camp. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he's he, he, he's just really big on the ice. You know what I mean? Like he, he's you only feel his presence. Times. Yeah, like he he's not very big. But he's, uh, you know what I mean? He's got that speed. And he, like, he just he makes himself big up there. You know what I mean? And, and kids yeah. can put the puck in the net. So, really good player. And uh, Guelph's very lucky to to have him on board there. Yeah. yeah I want to go to this because Guelph's, uh, I, if you want to call them their farm team or whatever, if you want to say. Yep. Cambridge is kind of that team. I think it was announced, was it a year or two ago? Yeah, they Affili- had a, Affiliation? Had a, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. They did have a, a working agreement, and, and again, that's uh, we were talking about what what's a better league, the GOJHL or the OJHL, and and again, it, based on geogra- uh, geographically speaking, you know what I mean, where you have uh, a bunch of teams like a, you, know, you have Listowel, Kitchener, Elmira, Waterloo, all kind of crammed up into one area, and you have a you have a bunch of OHL teams there too, right? So. Yeah, I, w- I wonder. I wonder how much. Uh, if, I don't know if care is the right word to use, but I wonder how much these OHL teams. Because you think of the uh, professional clubs, you know, trying to develop prospects together in the AHL. I wonder if a lot of thinking around the OHL and the front offices from all the twenty teams think of possibly just making that official, making an official farm system and putting prospects on the same team to try and get development because yeah. well Grimes is on list of chemistry as well. They're on Cambridge. If you just put them together, how much does that create for your future? Well, it's a, and it's a good, and it's a great idea. And some, and again, it, it all depends on the team and the ownership and, and whatnot. Right. And we're like, like we were saying, Guelph and Cambridge have that agreement, but I, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what, that agreement entails maybe it's just player movement maybe but if you look at a team like the uh collingwood colts or they're going to be called uh, they're, they're changing their name they're, but the, the ownership of the barry colts last year purchased an ojhl team in collingwood and they were the collingwood colts this year and they're, they're going back to they're going back to the collingwood blues actually sorry at the top of my head there but in the idea of bringing that ojhl team to collingwood is exactly what you were talking about, Reese. You know, that uh, that uh, they kind of want to have that uniformity. You know what I mean? They want to have uh, player development and, and kind of working on the same systems. You know what I mean? So it, it will be interesting to see what happens because not a lot of teams do that. 
You know what I mean? Like yeah. back in the day, I know like the Niagara Falls back in the day. Uh, I'm dating myself again, but it's all good. Uh, hey, uh, but, you're going millennial picking up those groceries. <laughs> exactly. So it makes but, up uh, for it. <laughs> but, uh, but the Niagara Falls Thunder back in the day, um, I know I remember trying out for the, the junior B team back in the, back in the ice, ice ages. And, uh, I think I tried out as a 16 year old or a 15, 16 year old. And, uh, uh, they were directly affiliated with the Niagara Falls Thunder OHL team. You know what I mean? So they, there were teams then, uh, Guelph did the same thing with, uh, the Guelph storm and the Guelph Hawaii platters that were the, uh, that moved to Owen Sound, and I think now Owen Sound, and then they moved to uh, Brampton, actually. So, and Brampton does that with their OJHL team. They have a direct affiliate. So, this there are teams out there that do it, but this is our geography guy. I know you like. That. <laughs> I love it. Like, I yeah, love it. Yeah, that's I've been cool. around. I've been around for way too long. <laughs> yeah, we were saying to Joel Vanderlyn on this morning's guest, we were saying. He was our geography guy. We got two geography guys now. Down. We're struggling with division alignment and stuff. We got geography guys. <laughs> we We're going to get you t-shirts. Oh, I know. Don't get me started on geography, man. That's about the only, that's about the only class in high school I could pass. <laughs> hey, we'll have to have a geography show, like a alignment, <laughs> division alignment for the OHL. Oh, don't get me started. I a couple of years oh, yes. ago when I, when I worked at the the Brantford Expositor and when I was at the Norfolk News, did the same thing with with uh, the OHA, and I was like, "This is how it should be, just based on geography." And people thought it was nuts. So, that's <laughs> yeah, all good. Now it makes no sense. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But uh, another forward to kind of look out for. Uh, that that really caught my eye. Uh, saw him uh, saw him a couple times play against the Caledonian Corvairs. Actually, who uh, who I cover is uh, the the Brett or Brett Brissett from the Thorold Blackhawks. Uh, he was a fourth round pick of the Erie Otters last year, and he played in uh, he played in eight games. Actually, got a golden assist with the Otters. And funny enough, he played he played eight games in Erie and was the Blackhawks' third leading scorer as a 16 year old. So yeah. Talented again, kid. Oh man. Kid can put the, and, and we were talking about smaller kids. Uh, <laughs> Brett is five foot eight, 165 pounds. I don't think I was ever that size. <laughs> Thank goodness. I was a goalie, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, but you know what? He really stood out and, and, he was a real fire. Uh, he was a real firecracker out there. Anytime I watched uh, the Thorold Blackhawks play against Caledonia, he he really stood out. He a uh, little water bug out there, and and he was a part of the all rookie team in the Golden Horseshoe Conference. And you know what? Uh, Thirteen goals and thirty four assists is pretty pretty good in that league. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and again, we're talking about kids that really kind of flourish, and he was one that really did flourish. And uh, he's from from Penetanguishene, so he he played in the uh, North Central or with the North Central Predators uh, AAA system before getting drafted and, and coming to junior. So you know, I mean, he he knows how to play the game and a really really good skater. Yeah. Also, you had another player as well from uh, our area in Jonah to look for too next year. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Jonah Cochran, actually. Uh, <laughs> I got to mention the Norfolk guys, right? So I, don't I know. know. 
I know he's a, he's one kid to, to to look out for. I, you know, I, I forget what round he was selected last year. He was selected in last year's draft. Uh, Ate he had a weekend of training camp last year, and uh, he had, you know he play opted to play major midget in Brantford, and uh, the major midget team obviously was was pretty depleted with. Uh, uh, Maddox, Maddox Callens, and, hey. and and Landon McCallum, and and uh, uh, Theo Hill, and uh, you know what I mean. Or, yeah, Dylan uh, Robinson, Hill, but uh, but Stephen LaForm, you know what I mean. There was a Loaded lot of team. kids that are missing from that team. You know what I mean. Gone to the OHL, but uh, Jonah, I had. It's funny, I'm, I'm buddies. With, well, his dad's one of my oldest friends, so uh, we're. Just texting this week, actually, just about what's going on, and he's gonna you know, love this. He, yeah, I mean, he's uh, he's if he's not going to Kingston, he'll be probably playing. He will be playing for the Waterloo Siskins. So I think that's a done. I'm not sure if it's a done deal or not, but but again, it's one of those things where uh, the GOJHL really is a great landing in place for for development. You know what I mean? And, and there's always and, scouts there as well. There's always no HL well, team there watching you. So it doesn't matter if you, if even if you don't make it the first year with Kingston, you go there, you work your butt off, and you get signed if you work hard. They see that. Well, exactly, and you know what though, the, and that's what he did. Like he played major midget this year, and he he really was a man against boys, and he he played two games, I think it was, with the Siskins this year, and and real estate. It's funny because I I keep on bugging Jim, his dad, about. <laughs> I was like, where did he get these skills from? Because he was my. <laughs> His dad was my defenseman since we were from about novice. Actually, well, that's the best. Year. It was funny. He was my defenseman probably all the way through novice, and actually my first year junior, we both played for the Burford Bulldogs. Oh, yeah, exactly. There's hey, hey, hey. I'm a Delhi so, guy. But uh, yeah, he uh, <laughs> he was he was my D man uh, my first year junior as a 16 year old. So, yeah. uh, but Joan is a real. Uh, a real stay-at-home defenseman. He's got a big shot too, and I, I really think, I really think yeah. Kingston's going to, to have him stick. That's yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, he was a 12th round pick in last season, the 2019 draft by the Kingston Frontenacs. Yeah, and fantastic. You know, what I mean, great kid. He works hard, and he, he really will deserve it. That's for sure. Yeah, I want to touch on. We've been talking about all these guys from around the Brantford, Brant, uh, Norfolk, Haldeman area, um, and you think of all the guys. Oh, from you know, top players from Mississauga, Branton, Oshawa, all the GTA uh, uh, yeah. cities and towns. How underrated is the talent around the Brant, Norfolk, Haldeman area? Because Hunter Jones, uh, Parker Jones, his teammate. Uh, uh, oh yeah. Callen, well, I've got a crazy well Parker Jones like JP's story is phenomenal too you know what I mean like that that's a kid that was completely undrafted and like didn't really come out of nowhere I think he broke his collarbone I think it was in minor midget but dude's like what, such a force four? yeah he's he's like six four actually the funny funny story he actually the first time I met him was on the ice be honest, because we 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 play Shinny and Brantford, and and a lot of the junior players and some of the the minor pro guys come out and skate with the guys that I was skating with, and and I was like, who the hell is this big kid out there? Uh oh, uh oh. Yeah, he's got he's got hands, and he looked like a baby because he looked like I think he was like fifteen or sixteen at the time, but he was like a man child, six foot four or six foot five or whatever, and I'm like. You could put the puck in there. You put the puck in there a couple times on me. 
that's for sure. <laughs> but uh, but uh, that's a kid that uh, my undrafted got got invited to uh, like an open camp with the Peets, and then got invited to the main camp and impressed so much that he stuck with the team that year. You know, what I mean, that's a great story of perseverance. You know, yeah, you for sure. But uh, but yeah, just to kind of answer your question about like Haldeman, Brant, Norfolk, you know, it, it's funny because it's almost a resurgence. Uh, back in like the 90s, it was all about the, the Norfolk pros, right? And then in the 90s, early 2000s, you had Rob Blake, uh, Rob Blake, Dwayne Rolfe, and uh, Rick Kowalski was in the minors. Now he's a he's a coach with the New Jersey Devils and uh, Ryan Vandenbush. They're all around the same age, you know. What I mean, there was yeah. this, uh, there was this group good of good core. Uh, oh yeah, and, it, and it's crazy though because once you think of it, like Rolly had a fantastic season hey. or he had a fantastic career and especially Edmonton, at the end of his career, Edmonton, you know what I mean? And, Edmonton would have won the cup that year if he doesn't get hurt against Carolina. Uh yeah, totally, absolutely, hundred percent. Going back to Parker Jones, he's six six, two hundred and eighteen pounds. Yeah. He's a beast, man. He, yeah. He's a man child. He's what you look I, for on the back end. A veteran oh, defenseman, yeah. a big, tall, lanky defenseman. Well, that's yeah, well, it was funny because when he when he tried out with the Pete's, he he tried out as a or as a forward. He he's <laughs> always been a forward. And a lot uh, of people are doing that. A lot of teams are doing that now around the league. I noticed with London, they had their seventh defenseman play that last winger spot. I know with Bryce Montgomery there, he's another big, lanky defenseman. Mm-hmm. Just get a different perspective on the game with putting them up front. Appreciate it differently. How you well, breaking in, guys? That physical, that physical presence too, right? And, and, and yeah. JP, JP can throw on. He can throw them too, right? And he, there's a there's a call. He was in a couple of really good fights this year. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's <laughs> too bad they got the three fight rule. I know. If I was commi- if I was commissioner for a day, I switched that to five. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Here, old time here, hockey. Here, here, here. Old time hockey. Twitter poll this week. Yeah, exactly. But but just with the area, you know what I mean? Like uh, it, it, minor hockey. Minor. It, it's it's strange because in pockets the minor hockey systems have kind of depleted, uh, like yeah. players wise. You know what I mean? But but there are those generational teams like a, that that minor midget team out of Brantford last year was one of it was a, a generational team. Out of the yeah. out of the region, you know what I mean, and and it there was a lot of talk about that team being a, a true regional team because there was only and there weren't many kids from Brantford on that team, and when that uh, when that group started in in Adam, uh, there were probably close to a dozen kids, or there were probably close to eight kids from Norfolk, and probably three four from Six Nations and Haldimand. So you know what I mean. Solid so, program. They uh, yeah they were, they were really drawing from around the area. That's probably the best team they had in that Brantford Niners organization probably last year. That minor uh, midget team. That was that was the best team since. I'm just trying to think. I, I don't know what year it was, but it was the year that uh, I, I believe Paul Shashira played for that team. Uh, Paul Shashira, uh, he's he's playing in Russia now in the KHL, but he had a great uh, he had a great collegiate career, and uh, I think Luke Van Markerk might have been on that team as well. Luke Van Markerk's uh, actually he's one of the assistant coaches in the minor midget system in Brantford now. He's from Tilsonburg, but he yeah. uh, he's the guy, actually he's the guy that 
trains all of these uh, young athletes from Brant, like these young ha- hockey players from Branton or Folk and Haldman uh, at the Farm Institute. Yeah. Give a plug out to Luke and the and the boys out there. But oh, yeah, yeah, but, yeah that, that was probably the best. That was probably the best team out of Brantford. And that was, I don't know how many years ago. So, and again, it go it, it goes in cycles, right? And there's another, uh, there's another Brantford team. I think it's going to be their minor midget team next year or in two years. That's going to be really strong as well. So it, it's right. Times. It, it really does come in. Yeah. It really does come in cycles. That's for sure. Yeah. That's the story of minor midget. Unless you're a Toronto team. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's just every year. Yeah. Well, exactly, exactly, and that that starts at the at the novice and Adam AAA level. You know what I mean? It's, it, it's pretty crazy, man. To like, mention uh, uh, Luke Van Morkirk, he's also a former London Knight and Brampton Battalion. Yep. Uh, OHL yep. alumni. Mentioned that. Yep. Great guy. I, I actually I met. I, I got to know him after his OHL days. Actually, he he stopped playing in the OHL and, and came down and played for the Brantford Golden Eagles and Ooh. became yeah he became captain of the Brantford Golden Eagles, a team that won the well the Brantford's first Sutherland Cup during that uh, during their uh, their run there and he, he yeah oh nine oh nine two thousand ten yeah really great really great hockey player and a really smart guy. He went to. Uh, the University of Ontario, what is that, O-U-I-U-T? Oh, uh, College Institute, yeah, University Institute of Technology. I can never get that right. It's I can all never you. get that right. <laughs> but he, he ended up going there for four years, uh, became captain, I believe, of that. So, you know what I mean? A real, real leader guy. You're really good. But, uh, but yeah, if you, you want to talk about one more uh, forward, I've got one more for you. That's all right. How's that, man? All right, let's I, see. You got me all pumped up because I've. Oh yeah, we love this. We love this. I've been this. doing absolutely nothing, man. Yeah, I know. All of our all of our guests today, Reese and that laughed about that last night. Yo, we're gonna be here a long day. Like we're fired oh, up. Man. They're fired up. The listeners are fired up. We got oh, it for them. This isolation thing's killing me, man. Oh yeah, it's tough. And, and I've got a. I've also got a two year old running around in a in a basement because we're doing rentals. So. Uh, I'm currently in my house that is being renovated, and there's no way we're living here right now. So, also, also <laughs> one one more thing before you get to the player, I was told by a, I was asked by Clarky there in uh, Scotland, what do you think of that Scales uh, playoff run last year for us? Uh, they were pretty, they were pretty solid. <laughs> Oh yeah, you could you could have maybe used a third baseman or a first baseman that can <laughs> hit a ball out of a park once in a while. He's a, he's hey, a I can't chir- I can't chirp my vet like that, Breezer. I can't chirp him like that. Oh, I know. You might need another one. I was his rookie. Oh man, there, there, there was a guy sitting in the old playing for the old timers, thinking, "Oh man, it'd be fun to play." But uh, I'm a lot older than everybody else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, all right, on to the last player. All right, <laughs> I had to, I had to mention that for him. Oh man, he, you know what? Might make the comeback this summer. We'll see. If there's, a, if there's a season, I might have to play. Wow, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Too uh, old for this. Yeah, we'll announce. But, uh, <laughs> we'll announce it on here. Right? Yeah, I'm recruiting <laughs> my co-host here. <laughs> do it, do it. OBA, OBAs, you're my catcher. R.A. Dickey, Josh Tolley, every game I pitch, you're catching. Okay. <laughs> hey, yeah. We have That's verbal fun. commitment. Marky <laughs> will be a happy guy. Yeah, the LS will be canceled first. All right. 
but, that. Uh, and it's funny because Johnny Johnny Lubeck's your third baseman, right? Yeah. Third funny baseman. Uh, yeah, all right, because we're because we're just going overtime here and ridiculous. And, and hey, I've got a hockey tie-in with this because when Johnny Lubeck was uh, he, he made it, he made the Norwich Merchants. And it was funny. This was funny. This was just after I I had finished playing high. Like I just kind of retired and uh, I stopped playing at Brock and just didn't decide to play hockey anymore. And I had a pair of shoulder. I had these Brian's shoulder pads and Lubeck. (laughs) Well, you know the size of him. He's got these. Yeah, he's a big guy. But he didn't have those shoulders back then, man. He did not have those. (laughs) And. And he he's, he makes the Norwich Merchants Junior C team, and he had zero shoulder protection on. So I was like, dude, here, have them. I don't know. I don't know what he did with them, but I, I'm pretty sure he wore them. It looks like he wears them under his skin now. Actually, <laughs> freaking big. Yeah, it's <laughs> funny. Uh, Jonathan Lubeck was actually uh, my landlord at school. Oh, he, was, he owned the house that I lived oh in my. for two years of school. This just proves the theory, by the way, guys. Uh, because I'm a Waterford guy originally, Waterford is like the Kevin Bacon of Ontario. <laughs> Everybody has a tie to Waterford somewhere along the. Yeah, Dan Dan know. Murphy, Erie Otters. Exactly, exactly, exactly. I'm kind of hoping to have him on my podcast at some point too. A yeah, really that's good. A good one. Heck of a story. We could go on. Heck of a story about his draft day too. I, I or when he got drafted by the Otters, I wrote a story. Uh, when I was at the Norfolk News, and <laughs> it's a, it's actually a pretty funny story. So, well, but uh, the, the last forward I've got <laughs> is Braden Bowman. Uh, yeah. Braden, play, he, yeah, he plays for the Kitchener Dutchman. Uh, he's a six foot one forward from he, and again, he's playing for his hometown junior team. Uh, he's the Dutchman, and he was a fifth round. For some reason, we had the Guelph Storm did a lot of really good drafting. And a lot of yeah, they develop too. Well, and and this kind of this kind of shows where some of these teams are at. Like a like a Kitchener like Kitchener uh, uses the Dutchman obviously, and the Waterloo Siskins and and Elmira and Listville. You know what I mean? And obviously, Guelph uses the same resources here. And and again, we've got a Guelph Storm pick playing for the the Kitchener Dutchman, and obviously a perfect fit playing in his hometown. But uh, Braden was a he was a fifth round pick of the Guelph Storm last year, and you know, I mean, the kid was the uh, the, con- the Midwest Conference Rookie of the Year, and I I, I noticed him at the the Future Stars game as well, and really good, really good skater, and uh, he played 50, 50 games this year with the Dutchies, and yeah, forty four points, yeah, <laughs> pretty good, fourth leading scorer on the Dutchies, yeah. and the Dutchies were a pretty darn good team this year too, so says a lot about. Uh, a lot about his skill level, that's for sure. And of course, he's already committed. To, you know what I mean? He's, he's yeah, you get to, the commitment too. That's the big thing with this draft. I mean, these Canadian guys, you got to get them to commit. You can't miss on those picks. So that's a big well, one for them. No, absolutely. And it's funny because I had that conversation with uh, someone this morning, actually. And when I was doing a little research, I, uh, there was a kid that I wanted to, I was going to feature a kid from Brantford, actually. And, uh, uh, He's he's going to probably be. He was playing for Hamilton. He was one of their top players. But again, one of the, he was a 17 year old. He was I think he was 
he was taken in that major midget draft last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ellis Rickwood, actually, is his name. And, uh, I, I think, I'm not sure for sure, but the uh, rumor has it he might be going out west to the BCHL to, uh, to pursue uh, a scholarship. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And he, was a, he, was a he was a draft pick of the Peterborough Peets, and talking to someone that's involved with the Peets, I was like, they should have maybe signed him last year to get that commitment. Yeah, just yeah. like you said, you know what I mean? Because once you don't get that commitment, then it's it's almost fair game. And then you go into a realm of, especially a, that, that pool of Ontario players that get swooped up by the Quebec Major Junior League. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which happens very often. Uh, a lot yeah, of, a lot. It happens here, too. Well, exactly, and it happens a lot with a lot of, with plenty of kids that are especially playing in the GOJHL and kind of get lost in the shuffle, and and, uh, and they they want to go that route, and the OHL isn't that step, and the GO or the the Quebec Major Junior League is is always they always have feelers out, and you know what they had they had scouts at that prospect game, <laughs> so yeah. like uh, yeah, there was I think there was two two They're guys active. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I've heard that before. They're very active in the, in Ontario. I think it was a scout from the Hall Olympic, actually, uh, that, that, that I chatted with for a bit. And, yeah, yeah, they're a fun yeah, conversation. Well, exactly, and and they see these guys right, and system works for them, right? And, yeah. And going back to Junior B, there's a lot of like a lot of guys that come back to play Junior B after playing in the Key GMHL, right? So. Yep. For sure. That was fun, Daryl. Yeah, that was, that was <laughs> a long one. That was a good one. Got the grocery store tour. We talked junior B. We talked baseball. We covered it all. Yeah, covered geography. Great. Uh, Thanks, Daryl. Uh, I'll give a plug my podcast. You can listen to both yeah. blind curlers. You give blind curlers a listen to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the uh, Smart Sports Podcast. Yeah, you uh, you can follow Daryl Smart on Twitter at Daryl Smart One. He's already got lots of followers, so why not add to it? Yeah, Smart Sports Podcast. Check it out; it's a good one. Nor- it's not just Norfolk athletes as well. There's Brant. There's Haldeman. It's great. Yeah, it's Nor- trying to do some Norfolk Haldeman, Brant, uh, a little bit of Tilsonburg as well, and uh, some big things. Kind of, this uh, friggin' pandemic has kind of put a wrench into some major plans. So uh, yeah, stay tuned because. Uh, there's some big things coming, uh, coming. Even though I'm not very active on my Twitter, it's <laughs> really weird. I, I was just talking to my daughter on the on the way in, and we were like, "Yeah, I haven't been on my Twitter all that much." So, okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 if it if it was, it would be a lot about uh, talking about Moana and Cinderella. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, thanks for coming, Daryl. Oh, uh, so it was awesome. All right, we'll chat soon. Hopefully, uh, hopefully get you on one more time. Oh, you bet. That was Daryl Smart of the Smart Sports Podcast. Lots. Of that was a fun one. talk. That was fun. That was a you good know, time. A lot of people think about all the minor That's... kids and the draft and everything. There's still a lot of talent out there. That you. Yeah, that GOHL was a solid league this year. There's so many kids. It's not just those five that are going to come up next year either. There's going to be a lot more, too, that will uh, yeah. join the party. Yeah, we talked about it with Reed Duffy. Uh, possible as uh, uh, Drobeck could make his way into the net for the Bulldogs. So we'll see where see where it all goes. But uh, time for a break. i got to fill my water bottle up. Yeah, I, w- I, went through, I went through one and a half uh, bottles of water in that interview. Probably have to pee now. Yeah. I was going to get the bottle. <laughs> 
All right, we'll take a break. Come back here on the Owen 60 Podcast 2020 OHL Priority Selection Special. This is the Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Owen 60 Pod for all the latest updates and news from around the OHL. Welcome back to the Owen 60 Podcast's 2020 OHL Priority Selection Special with Colin Ward. I'm Reese Dumaney, and we have made the executive decision yep. to Corporate. have this be our only show this weekend. Yeah, it's, it's lo- been a long weekend. Yeah, it's been a long weekend with the draft coverage, and now a two-hour two show pushing two and a half oh, hours. We're, we're over two hours. Yeah, so... We have all our content that we were going to yeah. use anyways for next show, so we'll yeah. come back next week with our uh, yeah, OAs. show part two. And coaching poll. And, yeah, we'll finish the coaches' polls and, of course, the, um, our all-name bracket, which we will update you now with week two matchup in the books. What the heck? That's like the third time today my it's phone slipped off my laptop. I like to set it here yeah. in front, like in a holding position so I can read it. Yep. Like what I texted down, and that didn't not work out too well. Um, so yeah, our matchups from last week featured Hamilton's Navrin Mutter against Oshawa's David Jesus. And we both took Navrin. Yep, and he cleaned house. He got 100% of the vote. Jesus got Where's nothing. the broom? Where's the broom? I gotta yep, throw a broom much. somewhere. Wait, I'll just sweep away. I'll sweep the... Sweep I'm sweeping the mic. Matchup, like they're gonna sweep away their Cup hosting dreams. Oh. Yeah, that's tough. We learned that today. I'm probably going to have nightmares about that tonight because I was ready for the effect. Like, that would have been the effects of all effects. Yeah, it would have. We pulled that off. Yeah, that rushing goalies. I, I see where Reed was coming with, with Unique being an OA uh, uh, import. Yeah, but back. if you host the Mem Cup, you're getting them back. Yeah. Well, not necessarily. Not necessarily, but I feel like. The ki- it long helps. Long. It helps. Yeah, it helps. Yeah. I think I think Arizona might be ready for him to come up. Well, he got a point in every game but the first, so he's re- probably ready. Very true. Um, and then in our second matchup, the one-seeded Zade Wiz. Wiz! And his brother's now a Niagara Ice Dog. Yeah, he is. Wiz on Wiz. We mentioned that. I texted you that yesterday. Here yeah. I go with the hand yeah. point again. Yeah. But <laughs> every single Kingston-Niagara game next year, it's a featured game. Yep, I'm down. Company decision. Yep, he beats, as we just talked with Daryl Smart about, he beats John Parker Jones, the Brantford native, 78% to 22%. So, Mutter and Wisdom. Get to see some Maddox, get to see some Maddox Collins glass celebrations. Showtime. <laughs> Showtime. Uh-oh. Uh, all right, I'm down. Um, so, our week three matchup. We'll see the, let me do some math here. We're at the end of the show, so it'll be pretty. Yeah, this is our fourth hour here. Yeah. Fifth. The fifth-seeded Barry Colts, Vladislav Durovchensky, again, that could be wrong. I'm not a thousand. I'll look it up. <laughs> against Guelph's Andre Bakanov. Ooh. In the first matchup of the crossover week. I'm going the Vladislav, the ski guy. See how I just did the Mickey <laughs> Redmond Athens to see you later? Ski guy. Uh, I'm going with Bakanov. That's a great name. That Andre is. Bakanoff. He he has to have a good backhand. Awesome Got to have a good backhand. Yeah. I'm uh, going with Ski. The next matchup is Mississauga's Joe Ranger. Oh, uh-oh. Let's uh-oh. Go. Uh-oh. It's the all-goaltending matchup because they're ta- he's taking on Windsor's Kari Puroinen, who is no longer in the league. Would we switch him? Care. Would we switch? Because the league still would have been going on. Just for that? 
I am going. Not Kari Pirona, Joe Ranger. Joe Ranger. I I was trying Joe to like Ranger. I was trying to go like you know like the like the music like the singing competitions like Kelly hesitate yeah. and name it. I was trying to do that there, but everyone knew once Pirona left, and I said, yeah. should he be eliminated? I'm going yeah. Ranger. I'm going Joe Ranger. Ranger will be out the week after. No, he won't. If he plays, if he goes up, if he goes up against Wiz, yeah. Finishing my sentence. So yeah, you can check that out on our Instagram at the Owen Sixty Podcast. It's Vladislav Dervchensky from Barry taking on Guelph's Andre Bakanov and Mississauga's Joe Ranger taking on Kari Pierroinen, the former Windsor Spitfire. One last draft thing. Yeah, let's. Uh, we, we heard yeah from everybody. What about our own? Our takes. Yeah, our own. So, obviously, Frank Nazar, a big steal, but if he commits, I think he's going to. Ryan Pyatt from the London Free Press tweeted, London intends him to commit. They feel like he's an all-OHL guy. That would be ginormous for them with McMichael possibly next year. Hope Maybe Gruden comes back. But can you imagine McMichael, Nazar, and uh, Evangelista on the same line? Our boy, Luke Evangelista. That would be filthy. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I had to yawn. I was tired. Yeah, same. I would just <laughs> yawn at the same time. But That would be a filthy But line. my big underrated pick is from the Quinty Red Devils. I know you're going Quinty as well, but... Yo, yo, I wanted to bring that up uh, while we were talking to Daryl. But Dixon Grimes played for Quinty two years ago. Let's call him. 17-18 season. Let's call him. Gotta get Joel on the line too. We gotta get Joel and Daryl on the line at the same time. A Quinty guy and a guy that was mentioned a Quinty guy. The unreal. And we're going with a Quinty guy. Well, I am. I got Quinty Red Devils assistant captain Cooper Matthews. He uh, fell in the draft to Barry at 48th overall. Uh, he had uh, 56 points in 36 in 36 games. Wow. A blonde moment, yeah. but he had 56 points in 36 games. Your Quinty played on that line with uh Wakeley as well, mm-hmm. and solid player. He's only 5'7, maybe that hurt a little bit, but he's great with the puck. And when you watch Quinty play, you watch who makes the plays on the outer end of the boards, it's always him that makes the team pass across the ice. It's Cooper Matthews, yeah. sick name, too. That's Cooper, name. Cooper Matthews next year. Light it up, kid, and I'll be talking about you. See, that veteran tweet last night, too, that's a vet status. That's no longer a rookie tweet. Yeah, um, yeah for me, uh, you mentioned him, uh, Dalen Wakeley from the uh, Quinty Red Devils, chosen by the North Bay Battalion Another name in round two. Uh, they dropped 10 spots from what their original pick would be. Uh, um, they picked 30th overall uh, from Owen Sound. Whereas their first pick, or the first pick in the second round was uh, by the Hamilton Bulldogs, and they took uh, Jonathan Mealy. But uh, yeah, I think Dalen Wakeley fits into North Bay pretty well. You know, they didn't have too much scoring last year. Of course, Struthers was sent away to uh, to Owen Sound, so you know they have a hole to fill. Obviously, he won't be a first line guy right off the hop. He might be in the last uh, two, three weekends of the season, depending on how well he does, but uh, with North Bay's second pick, I don't think they miss on this. Their first two picks, a solid defenseman in Ty Nelson and then that power Dylan Wakeley, a guy who, if you looked at the picture that North Bay posted on their graphic, he looks like an angry dude. Like He looks like he'd get under your skin pretty quick. Yeah, pl- he plays both ways. He plays both ways great. He's going to be a good OHL player. 
And it was funny. I tweeted Friday night after they said the after the OHL insider Darren Drager tweeted that he's that uh, Ty Nelson's going to North Bay. So, I mean, I tweeted there, look at that power play with Nelson. Then, then the next day, Dalen Wakeley goes and like, remember this tweet? Retweet. <laughs> now look at the power play. Now put the twin up there with them. Damn, I'm jealous of that power play. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch so much. Oh yeah. I'm going to watch so much tape on North Bay's power play in the next couple seasons. It's going to be unreal. Movie night watching North Bay's power play. <laughs> Love it. They have decent media room food if we ever make the trip. It was a... Uh, yeah, we'll have to do... A generic pasta, but it was good pasta. We'd have to do a trip. Like, we'd have to go, like, Sudbury, North Bay. All in one, then. That's a tough one. One for one. You know what I mean? That's a long day. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I told myself the only way I'd go to Sudbury or the Sioux if, is if it was on a bus. Yeah. But, you know. Train go there? Train it. I'm pretty sure the train station's right next to... Where's our geography, guys? Know, right? We need Daryl back on. I'm pretty sure that the train station is either right next to Sudbury or Sioux's rink. One of them, the train station's like a block away or it's right there. That'd be um, good. That'd be good. Yeah. I can't remember which one, but, you know. Tweet it. Whatever. We'll get our geography guys on it. <laughs> so that's our players who we thought uh, um, stood out stood out, and possibly dropped farther than we thought they would. Um, time to focus on uh, what we think, and we can't really judge what team won the draft because half of this, half of the players selected by each team won't. Time will tell. Play. You know, it depends on where the team's at. We'll know next year at this time. Yeah. yeah Maybe even two years. Time. Sometimes you don't even know until two years. I guess we could go good front runners right now to win the draft. Well, it's tough not to think about the top two picks, right? Niagara and North Bay. I like Niagara going with the teammates, getting defense there too. I like that Niagara. They needed to bolster the forwards. So many games last year, we were talking like yeah, shoot the puck and play center. Yeah, yeah, that was rough. <laughs> yeah, Elijah Roberts can't be. He's a great player, great skater. He's a great player, but he, yep. to me, he's a defenseman or a winger if he's going to play up. He's not. A, you can't play him first line center against London with Connor McMichael, Liam Foodie, Luke Evangelista. You're going against. That's not fair to the kid, yep. especially in an OA year where you're trying to get a contract. I know. I get where you're coming from with versatility, but it's kind of tough to do that. But it's not baseball. You know, yeah. Baseball. You can. There's players that are now playing every position but pitcher or catcher. Yeah. It's not the same in hockey. You're not going to put a center in net. There's no Connor Crisps. On every team, for anyone that got that reference. Hey. Hey, I'm the emergency backup now, though. Yeah, you are. Studley. Yep. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Well, I mean, that's what I always thought, you know. I was the only guy on the bus who wasn't a player that was still eligible to eligible. play. Well, we're an exceptional OA. Exceptional. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that poll did too well. No, it, it was close. I like uh, I liked uh, Daryl's comment about how it's just an unfortunate tournament events there to have that happen yeah which it is but at the end of the day it'd be nice to see them be able to run it back have a big year because you want more and more kids succeeding in their dream and it's just tough to see your dream end like that i agree i agree that's just my opinion just scrolling through our twitter now three hours into this show Still going? Three yeah, hours in one minute in the show. Yeah, hello. What tweet was that? What tweet was that? The uh, show or was it the win that we that had? Was, hello, Jack Armstrong. 
The boys pulled it out tonight. Yeah. Series now tied at 1-1. Game three goes Tuesday at 8.30. We, we lost that game. That was a Wi-Fi game. game that was a Wi-Fi game. Bell. Bell. Bell so... Man, you know what? I blame Rogers. I oh. blame Rogers for this. What? Wow. So well, my my questions with the my my questions with the bell lady were unreal. They're <laughs> unreal. Asking her about is it because you were messaging her on your computer? The one when I said is this because uh is this because oh, I don't yeah. like the Montreal Canadiens? <laughs> I mean, I was desperate, yeah. so I just said, is it because I'm a Wings fan? And I don't like the Montreal no. Canadiens. And she goes, Did pardon. And she goes, pardon. <laughs> I go, this is frustrating. Yeah. Um, okay. So. That was story time with Colin. Captain yeah. <laughs> obvious key to the game. Right now. <laughs> so I worked this past Tuesday here at, uh, at TSN. I was doing the Leafs lunch in overdrive. And they are putting it. So you know how Bell 5 had to cut it, like dig into the ground, put their cable, whatever. Yep, I know all about that. Rogers <laughs> has their Ignite crap going in the ground now. So oh, this moron parks the <laughs> biggest truck he could find. Right in front of my driveway. Ooh. I get to work five minutes before Leafs lunch goes to air. You're stressing, though. You're stressing. And I, I, I looked at him numerous times. I'm like, hey, I, I have to go. And he goes, oh, five minutes, five minutes. So I'm no. like, okay, whatever. Five minutes, whatever. I was still okay then. And I'm like, oh, it's been five minutes. He, goes, he keeps going five minutes. I'm like, no, move. I have to go to work. Just go around the curb. <laughs> Off road. No, nah, man, I couldn't even do that because on one side there's a light pole and on the other side there's a Ooh. fire hydrant. Yeah, that's tough. So I couldn't even go around. Should have started. Should have started the Instagram poll. That's you go to Instagram. Instagram poll. What yeah. should I do here? And I feel like when <laughs> ride your bike. And I'm gonna circle back to <laughs> Bell kicking me out on uh, on game three. <laughs> I blame Rogers for digging in the ground. I think they hit one of the Bell cables. Probably. So I'm gonna blame them. All right, and I blame a, and I blame Bell for my uh, lack. Exactly. So. Because whenever my either way, MLS is fault. Who cares? MLS. rich. Yeah. No, but every time we play those games, my phone's Wi-Fi has to be off, and I have to be using. That's my what I data. do. Yeah, I do that too. I don't use my data though. Turn it right back on. It cuts me out. Yeah, it's tough. Stupid. Yeah, that's right. Give your head a shake, Bell. Come Long on. day. Yeah, we're gonna, gonna send a letter in the Whatever. mail. Please It'll be our sponsor next year. Lawsuit money from Bell. Please don't fire me. <laughs> Bell trip. Like working here. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're the best. You're the best. <laughs> Do you want to hear a lie? You're the best. Like I said, you got the best connection like in the world. I, said, I blame Rogers. Yeah. For cutting your line. Potentially. <laughs> Look into it. Okay. Gonna dig a hole we're tonight. Down. Yeah, we're that done. A long day. Again. That's uh, a couple hours. Yeah. Thanks to everyone who joined us. Joe Vanderland, uh, Ice Dog social media intern and draft insider. For the people. Insider, whatever. For the people. For half hey, an hour to 40 minutes. Us three are for the people's insiders. Yes. <laughs> the people's. Uh, also, big thanks to uh, Reed Duffy, the voice of the Hamilton yeah. Bulldogs. Thanks for coming on, Reed. Appreciate that. Yeah. Had, had some fun conversation about Kaliev, Unique. Uh, the whole team itself, who they drafted. Ta tag Bertuzzi. Future. I almost said Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I got back to that. <laughs> um, yeah, that was fun. Uh, who else? We Daryl Smart. Long. That was fun. But a very fun conversation. That was a. That was probably every interview we've had has been fun. But. Yep. That's been. 
That's up there. That's Hall of Fame. That That's show Hall of Fame. Yeah, 41-minute interview. Yeah, we are – I think we got to hook him up. I think we got to, like, get a T-shirt printed and say <laughs> the Owen 60 <laughs> podcast – Hall of Fame. All right. Longest com- yeah. longest guest interview. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. So that's our record right now. I'll type that in my phone right now. Record interview. Who's going to break it? Yeah. And, uh, of course, huge thank you. Despite us being enemies on the ice right now, a big thanks to Tate Harris for joining us. Yeah, we put the rivalry aside there. And, uh, yep. There was no talk about, like, other players that have been getting under their skin there out there on the ice. Okay, all right. All right. Get you. <laughs> Don't start stuff on here. Leave it off the ice. <laughs> well, I'll stand your own two feet. That's not a charge you took in game one. That's Okay. You can give them a listen on the O Show covering the Ontario Hockey League, the Windsor Spitfires. Uh, they are journalism grads, himself and Cody Wall. So give them a listen and watch their Twitch because we will game be on five it. and six coming at you Monday and Tuesday. They need the viewership. They've got a decent amount of views. I know last year yeah. was down a little. Yeah, that's what, game, but. that's what I gave the captain speech there to the fan base after yeah. the game three loss. And I said, we need our, we need your support. Get them on there. Yeah, yeah, let's go. Anyone listening, just follow their Twitch. Yep. I think it's podcast OHL. I have it right here. <laughs> Holy. The underscore O underscore show, show underscore podcast, podcast channel. <laughs> Okay. Listen. Yep, that is the link. Uh, you can watch uh, the games live. Yeah, check that out. We need uh, your support. Myself, Colin, uh, my buddy Fort- ben Holland, your buddy Ryan Kitchen. Oh yeah, hey. Joel Vanderlei. We were OBA champ. We were OBA champs together. But not ICBA champs. Hey. So. Yeah, and we actually said that we had that debate as we're still going. <laughs> We had, know, right? we had that debate about what's better in OBA or an ICBA at that yeah. time. For us, like for Simcoe, like that's a big deal to win Simcoe ICBAs. OBA, I think. Oh, for ICBA. sure. But yeah, but we got a ring. So now I feel like after, that's an. I have a gold medal. I have an OBA. So. That'd, be a, that'd be a solid poll question. What's better, a ring or a gold medal? That's a good poll question. You're going to put that up. Ring, ring, you get bonuses. What do you mean you get bonuses? <laughs> oh, why? Because you don't get paid in the Olympics? <laughs> That's true. I honestly, I'd rather represent my country than a like. If I was a player, let's like say, ju- would you ever rather have a World Junior gold or, or an OHL championship ring? That's a tough debate too. Both. Well, <laughs> Other. Next. Next question. I'm we'll just here so I don't get fined. Why not? We'll put that right. on Twitter, at I'll the Own Sixty Podcast on Twitter, and of course, our all name bracket continues this week with uh, the crossover matchups: Barry's Vladislav Dervchensky taking yep. on King Ski. Er- Taking what? I just called him Ski. Yeah, that works. Uh, versus Guelph's Andre Bakanov and Mississauga's Joe Ranger facing Windsor's Kari Pierroyman. So uh, look at our Instagram story at the Own 60 Podcast. Again, thank you to our. Be out tonight. And- It'll be out tonight. No, we'll go tomorrow. We'll go tomorrow. We'll go Monday. What? The Twitter? No, the oh, Instagram. The yeah, yeah. yeah, you can do that on Monday. Yeah. yeah. On our uh, Instagram story. Yeah. Uh, Again, thank you to our four guests. Thank you to Colin for not getting tired of me talking for the last few hours. Thank um, you, Reese, for not getting tired of me uh, with the blonde moments, uh, wings, jabs. Hey, we're all right. <laughs> the jabs there to get under the other team's skin in this uh, playoff I series. I know. Um, again, off the top of this segment, we mentioned there will not be a second episode released on Tuesday. Uh, we will re- resume regular programming. Um, let me get the official date what day that would be 
The next regular show comes your way April 14th. Ooh, that's a week before my birthday. Really? Oh, wait, no, it's not. Mine's the 25th. You forgot when your birthday was? The 25th. It's been a long day. A lot of blonde. That's a week week and a half because your birthday's a a Saturday. Is it? My birthday's a Monday. When's your birthday? July 6th. Ooh, that's close. Mine's a Saturday? That could be our cup party if we win. Could be. We'll get t-shirts. Oh, for sure. $5 t-shirts. Yeah. Oh, for sure. We we need a sponsor. Yeah. All right. Well, and lastly, we want to thank all the uh, listeners who are listening to this. I know it was long, but um, the draft is one of the biggest events uh, on the OHL calendar, and because there were no playoffs, it kind of took a huge uh, jump up to the front seat in terms of how important it was for scouts, fans, uh, media, teams, and pretty much everything. Because I remember drafts in previous years. The one year, we uh, were at the Meridian Center all day picking players, and then we had to uh, get on a bus and go to Hamilton for a playoff game. So um, I guess it was nice, more relaxed in uh, terms of that standpoint for teams and um, social media people. And Reed Duffy for making graphics. Hey. Putting them out on social media and doing all the work he did. So, um yeah, again, uh, thanks to everyone who listened. This is the conclusion of the Owen 60 podcast. Draft special? OHL priority selection special. It's a long Wow. Time. No, that's going to take up all the whole graphic. Eh. Oh. Well. <laughs> 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 the same. Oh. All right. Go horn. Let's go. Yeah, play it. Never heard it a lot this year. Let's hear it.